Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Audio Vault on 941 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. Oh. left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a small Friday edition. Oh, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Did it not register? No. It didn't. I don't you know, know why. Li- sadly, last night, yesterday afternoon, after I woke from my mid-afternoon nap, I went to sleep in my brain on Wednesday, woke up on Thursday. So for about an hour and a half there, I was prepping for a football game. I was getting ready for a, <laughs> a Viking-Eagle game that didn't happen. I, about 6 o'clock, I started flipping looking for the pregame and... It wasn't there. So now, I, I realized, sadly, that yeah, it was that still sucks. on Wednesday. Realizing that it's Wednesday, thinking it's Thursday, well, that sucks. Well, I knew it was Wednesday when I went to sleep. Right. But I woke up, and I thought in my brain it You're was clicking. Thursday. And my, in fact, I had had a, a discussion with my wife as to what exactly we were going to have to eat because I wanted the prep time to be short because I wanted to be ready for the game. No, sir. No. So there was, was WNBA playoffs. And I watched a little of that. Or until the aces ran away, man, and it's it's not even close. That's oh, well. a playoff game. The, 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 the who did Vegas play? Uh, Chicago was it? Not- Chicago Sky. Ooh, and the Connecticut Sun beat up on the Lynx. Either one uh, of those just, teams are just be- fast forward to Aces Liberty Finals. Hopefully, they get Aces Liberty Final. I'm all in. Because Liberty beat up on the Aces <laughs> yeah, this year, you know it, it's. It, it, I mean, if they if I get that final, I'm all I'm, I will be watching that. This has the look and feel of uh, Celtics Lakers. I mean, well, they're two careful. great teams. I appreciate you having given the WNBA that much love. Well, no, it does. They look at the stars on both sides. I mean, yeah. it has the look and feel of the Lakers and, I mean, and Celtics. Yeah, Brianna Stewart won whatever there is. Their AP AP player. Of the and year. Asia Wilson won. Uh, well, she was second. right? Something else and. So, yeah, the, 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 there we go. I, it, I, maybe it's on my brain because on the few nights that, I, you know, when I realized we didn't have football, I've been watching on HBO the uh, show, the, the series on the Lakers. Oh, the, Showtime. Uh, Showtime. It's season two, right? Yeah, it's season two, and we're winding. I don't know what episode we're in, um, but it's they're just getting to the, the, the meat of the bird um, magic rivalry. So that kind of is on my brain. I've I've gotten through two episodes. It was and I you know watching that episode where you know the Lakers were like we can't we can't take Magic 
are you kidding me? We have to take the white guy. What the hell is wrong with y'all? Are y'all serious right now? It is a uh, and Norm Nixon's all pissed off. He's well, at the salon getting a pedicure. So I'm early, early well, on. I, I, I got know, so many shows to catch up on. It's funny you brought it up, and you'll at some point next summer on a dull Saturday morning, right. you'll catch up on all. of Yeah, that. I will. Um, but I, let me tell you, whoever's behind it, whoever wrote it, is hyper accurate. I mean, when they when they highlight a game, not only are they playing. I mean, it's a reenactment, obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when the Lakers are playing the Spurs in 1982, the Spurs players are appropriate. The numbers are appropriate, and the dudes that are playing them look appropriate. I mean, that it yeah, is hyper, ca- hyper accurate. I think as far they as cast game. it really well. Yeah, it's cast really well. If you can get past even the wigs. Kareem's dude, it seems he's like I'm like damn, he does look and act like him. But if you can get past the bad hair on. Everybody. There's nothing you can do about bad wigs. Yeah, so you can do about I, I think bad it's wig. become kind of a joke there. But if you can get past that, it's actually for those that either don't know right. or live through it. It's obviously kind of a hyper-extended parody of what you. was happening. But very accurate as far as the game's going. And, and interesting to hear from behind the scenes. We thought we knew. Maybe we didn't. Did you know the Braves have won their sixth straight NL East? Man. Six. Now go get a ring. About I, 17 games left. Six straight. Imagine if the boys had won six straight NFC East titles. Six. Well, dude, um, and the World Series in between go. there. There it is. And that's the World Series we went to. We went to game one. And, and the they roped us ass. like nobody's business for a three-and-a-half-hour ride in. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, I guess. I'm excited for baseball playoffs. I like the baseball playoffs. Yeah, I'm me down. too. Especially right. now we got Strohs and Rangers possibly in. I know they shut Scherzer down for – well, they say regular season, but it's 17 games, so it's essentially three starts. So, so they only shut him down for three starts. When when you see like the way ESPN words it, Max Scherzer shut down for the regular season, you're like, wow. Well, and then you're starts. like, oh, three starts. That's 10 days minimum. But he's old. Yeah, he's old. Load manager. You say you're excited for the manage. baseball playoffs, and I, and I say that I am every year. Now, I don't even know when they start, but I imagine it's soon. As long as it's not on football day. There we go. So <laughs> as long as, there we go. As long as football's not on. So in the hierarchy of the uh, Rudy J viewing, uh, All right. like back in the old days, I used to, I had what was the original recorder, like DV, DVR. What was it called? VCR. No, the original digital recorder. It had remember. a name. I thought it was DVR. Well, I mean, not but but the brand that you could buy, the very oh, first one remember. you could buy. I forget what it was, but when you bought it, you could set your hierarchy of importance. You know, like, yeah. if this show's on, no matter what, and if anything else is on, it always takes precedence to get recorded. Because back then, you could only record one show at a time. Right. So, if you had to break your hierarchy, like NFL, yeah, NBA, I'm- Major League Baseball, on a Saturday in late September. And we have, or you want to go October when I'm not going to do playoffs yet. Playoffs, no. I, I'll give some credit, but I'm talking about late September playoff worthy, like a, t- a couple of teams vying for a wild card, or SEC game, or just big time game in college football. UTSA. I put. I even got UTSA ahead of. MLB. See, okay, so that's. Now, I wanted to make now, sure we way, all. Yeah, only, only way that you know. Baseball for me, me. I'm just going off. Rudy J jumps into the top three. Is if we it's Rangers Strohs and it's the playoffs and it's the playoffs. It's, it's the playoffs. It has Ranger, to be, yeah, okay. it's got, yeah. That then World now, then Series I'm, game two. Not not we we got more <laughs> games to play. 
No, it's not. It's Bears not. home game. Oh God, World Series. Even uh, trip to Soldier Field. Da 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 da. It's, it would still be World Series over. Man, back to the motherland. I'm right. Look, what man, about Cowboy I'm, game? It's my job. <laughs> TiVo. That's it, Eric. Montez. There it is. It was the old TiVo. It was you, had, you had to set your favorite. Dude, I'm ready to tank for Caleb Williams. You can't ask me about the Bears. <laughs> well, maybe you go enjoy a good tank job. I, I don't know, but I'm. I, 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 I'm trying to find if there's ever a situation, if there's competition, yeah, like if it's where uh, you would choose baseball. I'm not, you know, Bama LSU is going to be Bama LSU, right? It over, and that's regular season over I, baseball postseason. Absolutely, that's not even up for debate. Yeah, and I, and I think that's probably you, you represent. So what I'm 90%. saying, excited. I'm saying on no, a night. I'm, I'm saying on a night where like yeah. like last night. Last night, like, yo, we watched a little WNBA. Oh, aces are up by 30. Let's see what baseball exactly. playoff is on. That's where I'm at. Like, and that's I'm not shutting down. Good. Okay. No, no, no. I'm not We're going the to the bar boat, or I'm not inviting the fellas over for Stroh's Yankees game three. No, yeah. I'm not. All right. So th- then we're all in the same boat. But, but there's guys that are. Oh, there, no, the no. Seam, the seam heads are real. Like, the not, baseball is, making money too now. I wish I was that guy. I never played baseball. Scared to get hit by the ball. The, yeah. My, I didn't play my, baseball. There's something my, my dad didn't teach me. I played some like call center softball. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> and all of my close high school friends were baseball players. All of them. And you know, my high school team, by the way, South San West Campus, last team to win the state baseball oh, championship from San Antonio that's to this true. day. Yes, it that's is. That's not true. Yes, it is. Let's fact check that, Rob. There's there is no, no way. San Antonio team that has won a state baseball no champion. Uh, go check no the numbers. No way. I refuse check to believe Check the numbers, that. my what brother. Year? What year? Fighting Cougars. What year was this? In 1980. The 80s? Rob, there is no way a San Antonio team has not won a baseball state title since 1980. Prove if me so, wrong. If so, then we're, 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 we, we failed as a city. We still have it. Prove me wrong. Somebody out South there. South San West Campus. State. You know what? Somebody's out there listening. Early birds, prove Rob wrong today on r That's a pretty big pronouncement. I wouldn't say that without <laughs> some pretty – because let me tell you the truth. Those guys are all my friends. They're a little older than me. I mean, I was like, a are y'all sophomore. the seventy-two dolphins about it? Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a there's a couple of them, and <laughs> I would be too. Who's Mercury Morris of that team? Shoot, wouldn't you? You would be too. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I mean, dude, I, they Absolutely. pop a, they pop some champagne every year. They should. Absolutely, I would be. Let's see here. Oh well, you know what? I'm not kidding. No, I'm, this is. A, I thought for sure we've had some. We business. should have, and would now what we have become is a softball. Women's softball, and we've had we've had great baseball teams right. come through here, and pros coming through. Yeah, but just nobody's won the title. No, I agree. So shout out to South San West Campus. Shout out to South San West Campus. Oh, there we go. Of course, they're going to bring up the Aggies. We'll talk about it. Uh, while we're talking football, for sure, Adam Silver, you can feel the NBA kind of heating up. They're they're on the back burner, and they want to start getting themselves in the news. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we get is uh, we're tightening the rules and we're fighting the teams. Your players got to play. Stars, especially young, you know. So we got this press release. Yesterday we got the words from the commissioner and just after 7 o'clock we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be wor- joined by a former world champion at 8.30. Boxing fans. Big. This is a boxing town. Yeah, Ron Marquez is joining us at 8.30. Big bout coming to the tech. Uh, tomorrow night, we're talking about the fight. We're talking with Raul Marquez. I'm sure we'll look forward to the fall fight schedule. And there's a few coming around a bend that are worthy of discussion. And uh, just catch up with a former world champ. He lives in Houston. He knows all about Texas sports. And he's a great interview. Do not miss this at 830 as Raul Marquez will be here. 
Uh, so let's get the day started right. we got a good football game. We're going to get you all caught up on what is one of those beacon kind of games. Cowboy fan, who are you rooting for in this? The Vikings. Are you a huge Viking fan? Well, see, I want to know, Rob. My question is, after what he looked like last week, because a lot of Cowboy fans, and I called him out, and I talked, I dog-talked him. Jalen Hurts can't do it again. And then he comes out in weeks one, and it looks like they're right. Yeah, well, it was ugly the first week. It was ugly. I mean, they got the win, It was, but it wasn't like what Jalen looked like last year. You know, I mean, it's his first game since February. Okay, but. And he had Bill Belichick in his evil mind contemplating ways to beat you for six months. Two was undefeated against Belichick. How about that? Isn't that number? 4-0, dude. Owns him. Yeah, but, yeah, will Jalen Hurts moonwalk this season, Rob? Um... You don't have to answer right now. No, Just, I think it's worth the discussion. We got some numbers to tell you one thing. We got some opinions that'll tell you the other, but we're going to cover it all on both sides. Eagles, Vikings is the solar powered quarterback up for the game. We'll be right back. This is R&R, and you're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. We're talking about it. You need to prepare for it. Head over to Tri County today. That's what happens. It's all about the pipes. The pipes, baby. They Whiskey and cigarettes, baby. Whiskey and cigarettes, all you kids out there listening. <laughs> you want to be in radio for 30 years like Rob Thompson? Smoke cigarettes and drink whiskey. I'm kidding. No kids. Not, I've never seen There's you with the cigarette. There's one of those I don't do. I've never seen you with the cigarette. No, I, ever. I, you know, at one point, everybody in college. Because you know, you're like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. yeah I remember being able to smoke at high school. You know, I yeah. remember seeing kids being able to. Like, can you imagine walking onto a campus now seeing kids at the smoking Rudy, section? I kid you not. Our, we had a smoking section in our high school with a cigarette machine that funded. A, a cigarette machine? We had a cigarette machine that funded the athletic department, the uh, booster club. Wow. I kid you not. I had to do what we had to do, man. Hey, that was, man, that was 70s. Yeah, my wife went to Edison. She said they had a smoker section yeah. at Edison. Well, I had she was not I class legitimately of had, you know, on Southwest campus, the last San Antonio team to win a state baseball championship. Yeah, Go you Cougars. were right. As they, we had someone on YouTube say the closest was in '82. Judson got to the finals. And Heights has run, made a couple of yeah, runs. Heights if we made count some Bernie, runs. Bernie's made some runs. Everybody, I mean, this has been 40 years. A lot of teams have made some runs, but they're Are still we claiming Bernie 0304. See, that's what I'm saying. 0304. I think we got to claim Bernie. The 0304, we did no. not. No, now no, we do. no I'm see? just saying. Now we do. <laughs> you see how but, he is, Edwin? No, I guess we you can't. You know what I'm saying? We can't 03, claim that. Bernie was still way the hell out there. Now, yeah, if they win it, yeah, we include you. But back up when we won it. Oh man, Edwin's pulling it up, Rob. Y'all are y'all are the seventy-two Dolphins. I, I, claim, I claim nothing, as I was saying. Most of my friends, my right. closest friends, are on the baseball team, so uh, I, I got to witness that and the glory that was. And every year, when when it comes to the state title, one of those one of my old guys will post it still yet again. And I, I would like to thank all those boys. Pop us a champagne bottle because who? Could, I mean, pretty nice claim to fame. Ask, ask like you said, Mercury Morrison, the yeah, Dolphin Mercury. Clan. You're not even call me when you're on my block, as Mercury Morris would say. So we got a good football game. This is the second we? week in a row. We're st- yeah, this is going to be a a, a a game. So are the Vikings good or not? That's my question. Like sometimes I watch them, I'm like, damn, that's a good team. And then uh-huh. and I'll watch them last week, and they can't beat Baker Mayfield. But just at home, I that's I don't. You see what I'm saying? Like, are the Vikings good or not? How many Viking fan do I know? Friends, do you have none? I have a few, and I don't know why. Think. 
I'm I, trying to think. I answered that kind of quick. I no, him. I don't have any. I don't know. I know one guy, but he's not a friend. I know him when I see him. I see him at once a year at the Taste of New Orleans. So, no. The old PD here was a Viking fan. Um, I had a friend who grew up a Viking fan, and I remember why he was uh, a Viking fan because his dad was a Viking fan because the Vikings had started a quarterback named Joe Cap, who was Hispanic, Native American heritage, and he was one of the first, I believe. So, I had a friend whose family was big Viking fans just because of that. Were you a Viking fan when and Red Tommy Ohm, Kramer when Red owned them? Were, did you uh, yeah, root for them? well, yeah. Why wouldn't? You? Or did you just root for them because you wanted them to move here? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't commit the sin I did against the New Orleans Saints. I, I committed a, a a blood sin that we're still paying for. But yeah. Tommy Kramer. So we have some out of San Antonio, right. quarter longtime quarterback, great for the Vikings. So there's always been some allegiance. Eagles defeated the Vikings twenty-four to seven in Week Two of last season. That's right. But coming off what was a first half, they didn't. The Eagles didn't look bad against the the Patriots. It was a pretty good half, and you kind of felt like they're about to put them to bed. And then the uh, the Patriots spent a second half fighting back tooth and claw and being. I mean, yes, yeah, Slay got the pick six in the first half, and you're like, okay, the Eagles are back. Yeah. And the next thing you know, but you know, when you look closer at the numbers, as uh, you know, on the way in, Jalen Hurts last week. Was one for nine when pressured with an INT, which is not like what we saw last year. A lot more tape, you know. A lot mm-hmm. of their stuff is predicated on RPO. They did lose Miles Sanders. Still got the receiving core. Still got his tight end, but it just didn't look good. Now the thing about it is, I, I'll the one caveat I will throw in there is Belichick has the ability to take away a quarterback's best thing he does. And he, he, you kind of saw that last week. Mm-hmm. So, I'll give I'll give Jalen Hurts a mulligan. But the Cowboy fans, week one, the Cowboy fans out there that told me Rudy Jalen Hurts ain't gonna do that again, y'all are up one zero. Y'all are up one zero. Yeah. It's but it's it's it is one week whether you but, were good or whether you were bad. It was just week one. But you can't deny. Oh hell! If, if you're an Eagle fan, you go ooh. You if won, you, though, but you, you won. You did win. Like, there's something to say about finding no. a way to win ugly games I, I in the agree. NFL. Those are important. But that's the kind of thing 8-8 eight and eight teams that are trying to – or 8-9 and nine and 8 teams now. Right, not, not 13 and 4 teams. teams right? The, yeah, the, the, Philadelphia shouldn't be looking to win ugly. Or so are the Patriots kind of good, sort of, kind of, maybe. That. I, I don't all know. All I'm saying, <laughs> Eagle fan, is <laughs> – well, a couple things. I think you learned probably a little bit more about yourself than the Cowboys did. Fair. Uh, so I think you've got I don't that know what the you. hell to expect. I don't know what the Cowboys. Yeah, are. sometimes it's not good for anybody. And then there's the you're going against a guy in Kirk Cousins who, after I mean, nightfall, eleven not that and eighteen in primetime games, two and ten on Monday Night Football, nine and eight on all other night games. Is he this primetime? Is, is this primetime? Oh, is yeah. Thursday primetime? Anytime oh. the lights are on, baby. You don't. So you don't consider Thursday Night Football NBA TV. Well, it kind of is. It is the NBA TV version of the NFL, I will grant you that. But in the NFL world, it is TNT on Thursday night. Do you have anybody on your fantasy teams going tonight? Uh, yeah, I've got uh, a Brown for the Eagles in one league. I got Miles Sanders. In, oh, you got oh, no, AJ? Miles you got AJ? Yeah, I got AJ in one in my media league, I believe. Okay. Um, good, good for you. I wish I had Justin Jefferson, who... Who went off last week in a loss, 150 yards and a touchdown. I just saw something. He's about to set a record. He needs uh, 25 receiving yards to reach 5,000 for his career, and it would tie uh, Lance Allworth for the fewest games needed for a 5,000 receiving yards. A lot of people going, Lance Allworth? Who's that? Uh, 
Does that sound like a Steeler? No, he was a Charger and a Cowboy there for a bit. Oh, okay. A wide receiver. He had a, like, uh, called him Baby Doe, or he, had, he ran like a deer. He had an interesting gait. Um, hell of a receiver, so good at and can consider how long ago that was. What's that, that, was that line 60s. looking like tonight? Is, 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 uh, is, is we're it looking at worthy? Caesars is telling us it's uh, Philadelphia minus six, so they're giving him a touchdown. Oh. The over-under is sits at 49. Now, this is not according to my book. This is according to Caesars. As now, this is it. in Philly, and you're going six. I'll, I like the Vikings to cover. I'm going to take Philly to win this game tonight because, again, I feel like, you know, even though their coach is a little weird, a little quirky, he does get them ready to play after them not playing so well. Um, I'll take the Phil- I'll take the Eagles to win, but I think I think the Vikings cover that six. Now, Kirk Cousins is six and four in his career over the Eagles, not counting, including last year's loss. Hmm. Yeah, so then he sucks against these Eagles. Well, yeah. he's not. Uh, I, there's something that tells me that the Vikings have a shot tonight. Yeah, they have a shot to cover the six. No, I, I mean to win. I'm not. I, I, oh, you take a month. You take Vikings money line. Well, I'm not. See, I can't. <laughs> I'm a terrible gambler. I Maybe am the too. way I approach I it too. is wrong. But first, I have to look at the game and go. My gut is who's going to win this, and then I have to work my way down to okay, who am I going to bet for? Bet on whether on what side of the line that that'll that'll arrive later. So when I look at this game, I go. You know, the Vikings have a legitimate shot, and it's one of those things where early in a season is an opportunity to reverse or rewrite narratives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kirk Cousins has been on this career expedition to rewrite his narrative from boring J. Crew, no, not even J. Crew, boring Vineyard Vines dude whose wife picks out his clothes. To see, you should you see you watch that show and now you have well, your, no no you judge the man. But even prior to that, remember last year with him on the chains and it was a meme because look at this dude look at yeah. look oh at when he had Kirk the shirt Cousins off on the plane the chains. Yeah. Like, it was so not him it was weird it was it was a it was like bizarro Superman it was the opposite and his, and he wants to try that his he's so desperate to get that narrative away and I think the Vikings are too so. Given his previous record, given his history, given what I saw against Belichick, and you gave me every reason to to give the Eagles the benefit of the doubt, I kind of like the Vikings tonight. There's something that tells me I, I kind of like the Vikings on the road. I don't know why. why. And this is to win. I think Jefferson is in a position to not to do something. Now, last week was miserable. I mean, there's no trend that tells me Jefferson's going to go nuts. One for seven on five targets. With Dar- oh, this is again with Darius Slay on it. Right. That, so it, that's. It, it, they're nothing- without about three players, though. All ribs. Fletcher Cox got ribs. Bradbury's got ribs. Their safety's got ribs. So, so I, they're going to be without three key players tonight, speaking of Philly. So maybe you're on to something. There's just something in me. And we'll talk about that. I might talk myself out of this over the next three and a half hours. Oh, you four will. Hours. You will. I'm not worried about but it. But if I was, if I was uh, a gambling man. I love to If I was. And if I had an account at BetUS, if I was there right now, I might use one of my bet protects. But that's for another story, another time. Hey, coming back, we do have a whole bunch more football to discuss with you. Uh, Jane Slater joined the uh, joined the Blitz Boys last night. She's plugged into the Cowboys like none other, and she brings up a very interesting point. A, ver- a really good talking point, and I think she might be onto something. And as we go to break, I want you to ponder this question. 
Are the Dallas Cowboys now a defense-first football team? You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports House. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Hey, at 8.30. We got some people. Former world champs sitting in and prep for a big fight coming to the tech for tomorrow night. As undefeated Panamanian prospect Rafael Pedroza is coming into town to take on our own San Antonio's Richard Cardenas in a super bantamweight fight. Tomorrow's showbox will be carrying it. It's live out at the Techport over at the Boeing Center. And uh, we're going to have Raul Marquez uh, join us at 8.30 to talk about that and all the things in the, on the fall boxing docket. Lots of fights in front. We'll talk about it we got, with a former world champ. He's out of Houston. He knows Texas sports, too. It's always good to catch we up. We got Charlo Canelo t- Saturday night, too. Yeah, so we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, with man. Uh, we, he will join us as we look around the length and breadth of the uh, boxing world. And as uh, football is here, boxing continues. And it's, we got a good fall schedule. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Uh, you know, take, just take one look at me. Do I look ready? Yeah. I got a question for you, Rob, <laughs> you, you on wanna, YouTube. Get on the uh, YouTubes. Get, go on our, get on our YouTubes. That's anyway. a question for you. Uh, you've been uh, dealing uh, with BetUS longer than me. Uh-huh, let me pull this It up. says, Brad says, all right, how do I get a BetUS account when it's illegal in Texas? Uh, you're not uh, – <laughs> Yeah. I, I am not uh, a, a legal expert by any means. I stayed in a Holiday Inn last night. Uh, I don't know. It. I can do it. Because wherever that – wherever right. that, wherever the, the actual transaction is, Brad, it ain't Texas. All I know is I can do it. All, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is – they've been in business 30 years, Brad. Why, why you know, like – it's a don't ask, don't tell. I, I don't know. Who cares? Why is it that? Uh, well, there's a lot of questions I have. If we want to get into the, the uh, yeah, why did the they vagaries put, of the law? Who put the L in salmon? Yeah, why? <laughs> answer us that. Like why? <laughs> because why? some people, and we know who you are, say salmon. And if you do, I I, I immediately be like, hey man, what's good to see you. If you say salmon, I'm, our conversation's over. We're, we're, <laughs> I'm serious. serious. I, I can't even look at you anymore. You've lost me. And that, that happens so many times. And it, it, I'm judgmental that way, too. Cash app a friend out of state, Yeah, bro. there you go. You don't have to do you that. Know, just or you go can to, just cash app me, and I'll make the bet yeah, for you. Or you can just go to BetUS.com and sign up and let the rest and, take and, course. And why question it? Dude, yeah. I have a filter at my office that if there is even the possibility of a nip, I, it won't even go there. Right. So, and I can go there right now. I, and I hope my uh, hope HR is not listening. Yeah. But one hundred twenty-five percent sign-up bonus, Brad. Yeah, and I even bring crypto. Two hundred fifty percent bonus on crypto. They're yeah. not asking me anything. So, uh, summer of twenty-one, we had an interesting crypto debate with our former producer engineer. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of playing out. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's a certain benefit to age. 
And you don't have to be all that smart to say, well, I've seen this before and it's not going to work. Right. This is illegal. This is, it is not it's illegal. Not, illegal, not only man. is it not illegal, it is highly promoted. We want you to. You we know. want you to. There's a reason why when, uh, well, we're talking about this. They help pay the bills. That's right. And, and we like that. Uh, Cowboys got a nice nine and a half point spread as we sit right now, according to Caesars. And I like that number. I don't. I, well, the, the, well, hey, Zach Wilson was 14 to 21 through a touchdown. Oh, now granted, that touchdown he threw was the best catch, one of the best catches we've ever seen. One handed to the <laughs> ground. But he was 14 to 21. You're right. I'm not. Threw a touch- he did throw a pick, but he threw a touchdown. <laughs> You know what? This is the 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 T game, and we're going to talk about that with Mike McCarthy about what six forty five tomorrow. Rob? That's right, about six forty five tomorrow. Rob. I'm going to no bring, luck with the tacos. I'm, by the way, no, I've had no luck. I don't know what That's to do. That's not our fault. You tried. All you can do is try. Put your best foot forward, Rob. But I'm going to ask Coach McCarthy: Is this a trap game? Because Every coach of, loves that question too. Because, you know, you got to get your team's attention. Well, because every coach looks at a game as a trap game. You know, that's why they're called trap games. Right. Because they, they sneak up on you, so you think you're, you're ready for it. I think that's a good question, quite frankly, because we're all looking at 40 to nothing and minus Aaron Rodgers and going, well, it's not a matter about winning. It's about how you win and whether you're going to win looking this way or that. Right. Yeah, um, we'll see. We are. But- uh, and, and one of the that's in this winning thing is the offense. And we we saw a less than a less than well, it wasn't an offense ex- of explosion and we could attribute that to the rain. We could attribute that to the first game playing because preseason meant absolutely nothing other than a bunch of practices for those number ones. But there wasn't a huge offensive output. They ran the ball pretty nicely, but there was not a lot of downfield game. The the quarterback's responsibilities have been front and center. How this offense has changed things. Jane Slater was uh, with the Blitz yesterday. She of the NFL Network. She embedded with the Cowboys. And she of uh, an often Instagram fine post. Uh, spoke with him about Dak's role in this offense. And it's, it's, it's role, his role, that role, and what it plays in contract negotiations. Listen to this. And I think what's even more interesting, I was talking to somebody about this this week. What are they going to do now with the Dak Prescott? Like, I think Dak's the guy. You know, like, I just want to go on record and say, I think Dak's the guy. I think Dak will get you there. But if you've got a championship-level defense and you are able to say to Dak, well, look what the defense is getting done. I think Micah Parsons is going to get most of the pie. I think he can literally say, here's a blank check, write it. Uh -uh. But with Dak, I just wonder if they have Dak do less and less, I think that more than the Trey Lansing is going to be a bit of leverage for them during contract negotiations. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but in talking to somebody, they seem to think the same way. Like this team went from being offensive minded for so many years and it didn't seem to work for them to now all of a sudden being defensive minded. Uh, and I just, I think that's really fascinating is the way that we're looking at this team right now and the direction that it's had. I mean, look at all the deals that got done this summer. Yep. They were really defensive minded. Now, I agree with her on some t- on certain points, Robin. I disagree with her on the other point. I think the premise that this is a defensive minded team, I don't agree with that. I think no, you're that, right. Yeah. I think the defense is the better side of the ball, but I don't think they're in a situation where they're like, we got to like that's that Dak isn't Rex Grossman, Dak isn't Peyton Manning in Peyton Manning's swan song. 
Peyton Manning's last year in the Denver, he got benched and was awful, and they won with the no-fly zone. Dak is not that, so I disagree there. But what I do agree on is because Jerry's laying it on thick. Oh, he had too much on his plate. It was just too much. We're taking some things away from him. The ball's coming out quicker. Yes, you're going to bring those things up in negotiations. Does that mean that he's not going to get Joe Burrow money? Does that mean he's not going to get Justin <laughs> Herbert money? No, it doesn't mean that. But when what Jane says, look, this is going to be a part of the contract negotiations. Hell, yes, it is. Absolutely, it is. It's going to be like, hey, Dak, we're not even asking you to do much. We're where we are because the defense is carrying us. So, yeah, Peyton Manning's last wow, year. that is 60, awful. Yeah, 67 passer rating, 2,200 yards, nine touchdowns, 17 picks in 10 games. Dak's not that. They'd have run you know what I mean? out That's, on a rail. So this numbers. isn't a defensive-minded team. Yes, it's the better side of the ball, obviously. But Dak ain't Rex Grossman or Peyton Manning's swan song. So I agree with her, but I disagree with her. Well, I think it represents just a bigger trend in the league. And you, I think you hit it on the head. There, there, there's the one side of things, which is the quarterback pay scale, which should never be part of the conversation about quality of play and worth. It, that, it doesn't apply here. Right. It, it really doesn't. And Jason Minix brought it up to me about six years ago. And when he first said it, I thought it was ridiculous. But as the years have passed and the numbers have exploded, the quarterbacks should have their own cap, their own thing. They should be separated from the rest of the NFL. Are you kidding me? That no. make, that The reason why that never happened, owners are so cheap. Because then that means now i got to pay the running back. Now i got more money to pay the but, other well, people. Well, there is that kind of money. We all know there no, is. That, but we, they I act mean, like there is. When you have teams that increase in value by 15% a year, dude, the money's there. But it, it, And the fact is I think players and owners would be happy to get it kind of separated. Agreed. But, it will make their life easier, though. But that aside, the, the trend toward the collegization, is that a what? word, collegization? <laughs> Uh, the collegialization okay. of uh, offenses. I'm going to take a shot. I don't know what that means. Oh, you mean Trust Saturdays me. being infiltrated yes. to Sundays. Yes, got you. So the, I'm following. The, the, the skill go. set for quarterbacks now has a larger bracket. I can put more guys in the possible NFL quarterback slot. Now that I've seen that, that a... That a Hertz can perform and a Kyler Murray can perform, wow. and and I can I'm trying here. I think that I, and I've said this before that the 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 secret sauce that offensive coordinators have been looking for for the last four years is a way to make the quarterback less valuable, to a, a way to make this offense. Uh, it's important for wide receivers and edge blockers as it is for the quarterback. I just need to have an offense that can utilize a skill set that more people have. And once I figure that out, then the world will be a lot easier because I can run a quarterback to death. I can just have him beat up for about four years. Then I'll go get another one that looks just like him. That's what I think that's been the search. I don't agree with them trying to hurry up and get them out, though. I, I think that is with every other position. When you take a quarterback no, as high as you do, I don't not think out, but bring the pay scale down. Find a no, find I, a I skill set tell. where I can. Well, I mean, I can't. Not no, at that position. Worked. I can't tell. It hasn't. It didn't work. No, I mean, it hasn't worked. We watch Cam Newton just get battered for eight years and just have to disappear, and the pay scale right. still hasn't affected. It. They still keep paying the quarterbacks more and more, knowing full well that Jalen Hurts' style of football might shorten his career by about six years. It just will if he continues to run this way. We got a lot more to talk about. <sighs> the NBA's trying. They're trying. At just after eight o'clock, Adam Silver explains this uh, new idea to find teams, but it's going to be incremental.
Rudy has the reason why this is going on. You're going to hear it at 8 o'clock. Hold on. R&R continues right here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from The Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. We are loaded. Stephen Jones will join us at 4.30. We'll help console Jets fan Mike Greenberg. Yep, Greeny. He'll be on at 2.30. Hey, Rob, based on the NBA's new star rest policy, you can take the rest of the day off. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how to take that. Because he's saying you need to be low managed. Because you deserve low that's management. That's a status symbol, right? Yeah. Or it is, is it a like, status symbol. Well, and we're going to talk about it that, yeah. coming back. On the other side, maybe that's a status symbol. Or are you saying we can win without you? Or, or am I getting that? <laughs> I am I getting the uh, nah, Jason would never Am I getting the like speech that. that every now and then you have to give to one of the kids in a big game? Like, you know what? This is going to be a big one. Yeah. And I'm going to need you. I want you to stay ready. But you ain't playing but much. You, well, I don't, you don't say that. <laughs> I want you to stay ready. This is yeah. a big one. So in the meantime, here, hold this clipboard. This is a big one. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've held a lot of clipboards in those big games. Same. Hey, coming back, let's look around the NBA. Giannis uh, states the truth. And the we gumbo sound. is hot. We're talking NBA load management and a freak all rolled into one classic segment. That's next. You're on R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Rules. When deciding to rest a star player defined as one who has been an all-star or an all-NBA team. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Oh, wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, oh. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio's Sports Star. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. We're glad you're with us on a small Friday edition this hour. Uh, looking at the NBA, the gumbo's warm. They're two weeks away from training camp. They start uh, September weeks? the 28th. Uh, media days and training camps get kicking, so uh, we're almost there. Adam Silver, the commissioner of all, spoke yesterday regarding a couple of pertinent issues we will address. Of course, we're looking around the league as the NFL gets busy tonight. Amazon taking front and stage as you can stream in a really good football game. Vikings and Eagles uh, will get you covered. Uh, if you're in your car, turn on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star and catch that game. You know, you got something to do. Oh, yeah, we always carry we all carry, that. We got the games, baby. And tomorrow, getting you ready for our uh, U.S. Army uh, coming to play our Roadrunners. The Blitz is going to be live down at a downtown bar. Matty McMurphy's right there in East Houston Street. Cool downtown bar. Go down there as you're headed toward the Dome tomorrow. and Get your pregame going. Get your pregame going. Hang out with the uh, West Point types. Thank them for their service and tell them we're about to kick their ass. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to do it, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to tell the Army Ranger I'm about to kick well, their ass. Well, you yeah. got to pick the appropriate <laughs> yeah, one. pick the right one, yeah. Pick the paper pusher if but the Army has any of those. If you want to go see the most pleasant trash talking you've ever seen, go to an Army-Navy game. It's gentlemanly and vicious all at the same time. Very much so. Much like uh, Adam Silver. No. Adam's very gentle, soft-spoken, delivers bad news in a, great, in a nice way. Kind of tells you he's disappointed in you in a nice way. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm, just, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Right. 
You know, that's Adam's approach. Adam never spanked his kids, you could tell. And he's trying to enforce some discipline that kind of needed to be put in probably a couple years ago. The toothpaste is kind of out of the tube on this on this resting your players kind of thing, and it's morphed into something weird. Look, look, I'm going to tell the NBA, these current NBA players this. Y'all are lucky Stern ain't alive and still the commissioner. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Stern, the money that the NBA is making off of their partners, and these TV deals and these teams would be pulling that, it would be a whole different delivery. Stern never bit his tongue, and he never backed down from a fight. Adam is being really, really nice about it. Kind of holding your hand crossing the street about it when it's really gotten out of hand, though. Load management, the issue, Adam Silver spoke about it yesterday. It's a shared view by everyone in the league. It's not just coming from the league office. I think whether it's our teams, our players' association, individual players, I think there's an acknowledgement across the league that we need to return to that principle, that this is an 82-game league. And that, of course, doesn't mean that we're turning the clock back, that players are expected to play through injuries, or that players, frankly, never need rest. But I think it's, there's a statement of a principle that if you're a healthy player in this league, that the expectation is that you're going to play. The expectation is you're going to play. And it, Rudy brought it up before, and it, it's weird how this has morphed, that now you're not really considered a star yeah. unless your team tells you it's take the night off. Yeah, it, it, you can tell because guys are too happy. You know, when the guys that you could tell, like when you get load managed, guys are on the sideline like, yeah, I'm a part of the load management yeah, squad. Yeah, I'm so important. They arrested me for it, a big Yeah, day. it's crazy. It's crazy that it's become a, a status symbol in the NBA. Like, why? what are y'all so happy about? And not only that, like, you get six months off. I mean, when, you know, someone just put, they give them PTO. They're off for six months. Like, and there's only two teams that play until June. And you only Everybody else is May. It's you, you work November to May. Staying in five stars, flying private. You know, like, what are you talking about, PTO? You're off. For six months. Now, can the NBA do a better job of spreading games out and not doing the five and seven, the four and five, and the back-to-backs? Absolutely. Yes. But when I look around the league, and now it's to the point where, like, I think Adam hit it on the head. When I see young stars. You're a young man. Like, you're a young star <laughs> being low-managed, and you've been to the playoffs twice. Why? Yeah, it's, again, the science dictates that these guys do need nights off here and there. I get it. But now when you're talking about, you know, just just because and when I look at the new rules, Rob, let me see here. So you got no more one no more than one star can be unavailable. Well, who defines star? I want to know You know who it is. Well, I'm just saying I as a there's the loophole. Look he's not a star. This guy's a big Nobody's gonna be like Zach Collins is out, that's a hundred thousand fine. (laughs) Nobody's gonna say that. Shout out to you, Zach. I like you. I like you, Zach. I didn't. You didn't deserve that. But you get where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's like, man, Zach Collins didn't play. They better uh, get a hundred thousand. Mama Collins begged to differ. So, like, it could be Wimby and Zach Collins. So, what? who's the second person the Spurs can't See, load manage? I don't know. Who's the second star, Edwin? Rob? Like, who is the second star on the Spurs that would get them fined a hundred thousand? Uh, Keldon, Jeremy with his hair. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Because not every team has two. <laughs> we don't even have one. What are we talking about? We don't. Uh, we do have to, one. Do we? Wimby. Yeah. You're a young man, Victor. Oh, Wimby's going to be low managed. 
Uh, yeah, clear. Yeah, uh, yeah. But see, the Spurs are going to be able to avoid fines because we don't have the clear-cut number two oh, superstar. Rudy, how many national Look, TV games did we get this year? 20. I guarantee you he's played 40 minutes in those 20. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, those yeah. No, no, 20, those, those, he's playing yeah, those 20 games he, he's playing. He's playing. But, again, who is, who's the, to d- determine that, Rob? That's a fair question. Star players must be available for national TV and in-season tournament games. They – Translation, Rob. They 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 collected okay. they collected a good amount of money on these uh, on the end season tournament. Well, so they have they actually went as I love it when lawyers okay. are involved. Okay, what we went ahead and defined what a star is. Okay, it says with the below rules when deciding to rest a star player defined as one who has been an all star or an all NBA team in any of the previous three seasons. I okay. think we're safe. <laughs> so does, we only got Wimby. The, then. Does Friday night count? <laughs> do, 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 do the Friday nighters matter? What are Friday nighters. Who do you mean? The uh, international. We're finding a place for you to play in front of the uh, Gak and Nickelodeon kid game. The rookie versus the rookie international. Game. No, that's not all in. So that doesn't count, right? No, that don't count. So our guys take off whenever they want. Yeah, we don't have any other all stars. So, so we, we just we're got good. Wimby, and he's not an all star. So we could sit him down whenever we wanted, and there's no fine coming. So we don't. So this rule doesn't apply to the Spurs, according to this. Expectations include players 35 years old on an opening night or 34K regular season minutes. What? 35 years or 34,000 minutes. Okay. Exceptions, excuse me, include players 35 years or older. So LeBron, they they make sure they protect LeBron. (laughs) Like LeBron can rest. Known as the uh, king Or 34K regular season minutes. Got you. Okay. And then the star player defined as all-star all-NBA in the last three seasons. So, we can low manage when we want to. Yeah, but the, shoot. So this doesn't apply to us. We invented the rule. Um, Silver's right. We've gone too far with this. We have. But see, now I think agents are involved because yeah. players think of it as a status symbol. So I'm sure you got players, agents being like, hey, my player, my player demands well, the second night off of a back-to-back at least twice this season. Well, the only fix to this is shame. But national TV in season tournament, like that's fair. Yeah. Like even if you're the players, and and keep in mind, Adam did want everybody to know that the players' association is in agreement yeah, with they, this. So this isn't them just deboing the players. Like, hey, y'all gonna we gonna strong arm y'all. Y'all gonna do what we say. Players' association agrees. Well, the older players agree. How old is Steph? Thirty four. Mm-hmm. But Steph Steph has more than thirty four regular oh, yeah, season he's, minutes. He's yeah, he's, he's protect- grandfathered. He's in, protected in, in every sense of the word. <laughs> he's he's grandpaed in. But I have a sense even inside the league. Remember back 35, in the uh, my man Steph's protected. Steph can sit out an ABC Saturday night. Remember back in the uh, lockdown when all they were when they were all cooped up together drinking coffee and smuggling drugs into Disney World, right? Um, remember there was this little walkout on LeBron where they were kind of tired of LeBron and his. Oh, they, when they were deciding whether they wanted to re- sit a night because something had happened on the social justice side and nobody asked LeBron's opinion. And LeBron stood up, and they're like, you know what, bro, enough. Yeah. I get the sense inside the union there's the old guys and the young guys. You think so? Oh, built in this 34,000, yeah. I don't know. I, there is. Because there always is. There's the back-in-my-day guys, and now most nah, of the yeah, league stars are back-in-my-day yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, Zion. Uh, he's not back-in-my-day guy. No, he's a young guy that needs to be right. playing, So if, if he's healthy. So there's those but guys. But that's also the other thing. Like, so how do you prove, like, if Brandon, let's say, um, John Morant and 
Jaron Jackson are both legit hurt. Well, doctor's note. Signed but Jaren's who's to say, mom. Who's to say the injury's legit? A doctor. But that's, that could be fake. No. That's what I'm saying. No, so really. How are we determining who's really Rudy, hurt and who's all. being low-managed? Who says that? Who 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 gets who signs off that this isn't low management? This is a legit injury. <laughs> it's just how like you work. Gonna, what I'm saying is, Rob, there's no way to inf- there's no way to really enforce this, and they don't want to truly enforce it. They just want to have the doctor's note. I mean, what? That, that's the final retort. Look, the doctor said he can't play. You got a problem with that? I mean, at the end of the day, the players and the teams have control over this. Now, it is an ethical thing. Right. It's a gambling thing. There's things that are in play here that will bring the market to honesty. But if a team wants to sit a dude down, there you you can sit him down. You'll find a reason. Right. I remember the Spurs back in the day, long before load management was a thing. My brother and I used to joke that in the middle of February, there was always a plantar fasciitis outbreak with the Spurs. This was back 2003, 4, 5, mm-hmm. back before load management was even thought of. But there was always a time, and other teams did it too, where suddenly, you know what plantar fasciitis was in its broadest definition? Sore feet. That's real, though. Yeah, it, it is real. It's real. But there's no, I mean, you can take an x-ray and go, I got plantar fasciitis, and there's nothing that can say you don't. My feet hurt. Right. So if you want to sit a guy down, you can. It gives them plausible deniability. You know what I mean? Agreed. It gives them the ability to get out of it. But if you want to sit a dude down, this isn't going to take away any of that. Yeah, he got a sore right knee. Got a doctor's note? All right, take the night off. What are you going to do? Nothing. There's nothing. It's, it's tough to enforce. You just go again, step in the shower and wash it off. Again, but again, I mean, just national TV, in-season tournament, make your guys available. Sit him on that random night where, you know, little Tommy and his family oh, no. come out for tickets. But on national TV and in-season tournament, we've, we've billed people billions of dollars they got to play. But That's that what will, this is about. Oh, it is. and that That's will, all this is about. And they didn't even need to do that regarding this. Right. Because sponsorship money will overrule all that anyway. You know, I like to endorse Connecticut Water Softener. Speaking of sponsorships. You have to be here to endorse them, Rob. What do you mean? You got to be here. You got, And when you have endorsements, you I have, have to, to be, be here. here. You have to be here. To, and, to and even when you're are. not, you have to be here. Let, real quickly, I, I live on a well. And there's so many listening right now that live on a well uh, to make front and center news. Giannis is an interesting cat, man. He is not the guy that I thought he was. What do you mean by that? I, I thought he was Tim Duncan. He is. No, he's not. Why not? Well, listen to him. Listen to what Giannis did. Would, would this ever come out of Tim Duncan's mouth? As I don't. long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for a common goal. I can see myself being in Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of my career. But the moment I feel like people are not committed as a, as as I am to get that uh, golden thing in the back, I, I I am not. You know, I am I'm a Milwaukee Buck. But most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win, and uh, I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to win the Larry O'Brien, I, I have to take that better situation. I love it. I love it. Call him out. I love it. No, and I, I think Tim believed that, and he never had to. Well, Tim put, Tim put the Spurs on notice in 01. 
scared the fool out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Whoa. in 01, you know, where he almost went to Orlando, that was that was him speaking to the Spurs, letting it be known, like, I'm a winner. But it was quiet, it was in the summer, and we didn't know till after. You what know was what this I mean? On 60 Minutes? What the hell was he doing? Was that on 60 Minutes? What the hell was he doing on 60 Minutes? Because he's the freak. He's was that, was that, I think it was on 60 Minutes. It was. No, I mean, the thing about it is what he basically said is, I don't owe y'all anything. I he's right. I'll the first bring you a title since Lou Alcindor. Because at that time, he was still Lou Alcindor. I'm not being disrespectful. Um, I've done what I'm supposed to do. You've given me Chris Middleton and Brooks Lopez. Okay. <laughs> and I've stayed for this. All right, you threw in Drew Holiday as a nice little, you know, a nice little dessert. But you've given me Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, and you gave my brothers a little bit of money so I can get them out of my pocket. Thank you, but I owe you nothing. And if you don't continue to go after Dame Lillard, I'm out of here. Kevin Garnett started this, in my idea. Kevin Garnett was a guy that was loyal to a fault to the Minnesota Timberwolves and then finally accepted the trade to Boston Celtics. And he's been beating the drum to these youngsters. He told Kevin Love, told everybody that would listen, don't let them steal your prime. Right. Don't let these teams steal your prime. And everybody, even though we all hate KG, because <laughs> he's an ass, and he acts tougher than he really is, I don't think KG can fight. Um, He's right. I get it. If, if, after, but I think it's to the point, though, I'm a uh, – free agent guy like when I saw LeBron James everybody you could talk about LeBron all you want he's never forced his way out of anywhere he stayed up to every contract Kevin Durant probably right by at the time when he left Oklahoma City second best player in the league stayed his full contract so those guys they didn't do an Anthony Davis they didn't fat suit yeah they didn't fat suit it you know what I mean so I, I'm I, I'm all for you saying hey you know what y'all haven't done it I'm now a free agent I'm out of here but with two, three years left, like, ah, man, I just need to change the scenery. Get me the hell out of here. I'm not a big fan of that when y'all got guaranteed money. NFL players, I feel a little bit more sympathy because they're not. Money isn't guaranteed. So, yeah, if Giannis wastes the rest, well, how much time he got left on his deal? What, another year or two? I thought he just signed another Supermax. He's got two years, I think. Yeah, about two years left. So, again, you know, you know those player options and yeah, all that yeah. stuff they have. So, I get where he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. But it is when you see Jalen Brown getting 63. <laughs> Like Jake, think about that. Jalen Brown making fifteen million more than Giannis. Okay, whatever y'all say, I get it. I I love hearing guys just state the truth. Look, man, I'm a buck as he's long put, as you act notice. like you want me to be a buck. And if you want to win as bad as I want to win, and you show me that, I will be a buck. I'm, and that's all I want to hear from a player, dude. Figure it out, Milwaukee. They will. Figure it out. I think Giannis is a is is um he's much more attuned to Milwaukee and the the familial relationship that he has formed in that smaller market like we have here in San Antonio. I, I think it would be very difficult for him to leave. He wants to leave. he wants to be in Milwaukee. He wants to stay. He just you're wants right. to win again. And I think it won't be that difficult to keep him. Now you're gonna it won't be easy, but it won't but. be the hardest thing you've had to do. How you feel if you Chris Middleton? Like, yeah, because I'll be like, what are you saying? You know, I just resigned. Are you saying I'm not enough, bro? Brooke Lopez just resigned. You saying I'm not enough, bro? Well, despite best efforts, <laughs> I love you, you both. What are you saying, Giannis? I'm just saying I love like, you I, both. I, I, we got, I got, we got to talk. We got to have a conversation. Together. We did. We got to have a conversation. Like, what are you saying? Your two pieces, two of the pieces that are here, just resigned, and you're saying, hey, you know what? This ain't it. 
Um, uh, you know what I would like to think? And again, I like to think, but then there's the pro mentality that I have no concept of. But I think you know when you walk into the locker room that I am just a piece in the big machine that Giannis is driving. And I think Middleton knows that. And I think Drew Holiday knows it. So, hey, I'm not I'm not getting paid a dime but for you. I'm not getting this contract Great but point. for you. So I'm with you, brother. And you feel like you need some more. You know, I'm with you. I wouldn't have got this $100 million deal that Middleton right would have gotten. So I think they know their place in the world. Yeah, you're right about that. And, and having been a cog in a big machine before, you pretty much know. You know what? Place. I'm listening. You know, I, I don't think it's – I don't think he's – if I'm Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, I'm not upset with what Giannis has said at all. I am. I'm a little tight. <laughs> I'm a little tight. I'm a little tight because you're talking about me. Like, you bet – because like basically he's walked – he's finally walked into the locker room when they're about to be eliminated by the heat and just looked around and was like, nah. <laughs> this this is the way it's set up. It's run its course, dog. Budenholzer got to go. <laughs> And y'all got to get me somebody else. You, Vince Trevino says, you dumb rule, Giannis is overrated. Hey, whatever you say. Well, I just call my agent, make sure the checks are coming in. Giannis ain't overrated. Oh, who put that out there? So whoever put that out there, settle down. <laughs> settle down just a little bit. Hey, we got a lot more NFL to talk. The, the gumbo is warming up. We got a big game tonight, one that affects Cowboy fan in general. Viking fan in general, and Eagle fan in general. Lots to get into there. Uh, the quest continues for another quarterback, or is there another quarterback quest up there in New York? And all the other things that are fit to speak of in general public. Cowboy talk, NFL talk coming next. This is R&R. You're on one San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show, every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with R&R in the morning. I'm all about winning, so when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game, presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Coming up on the Blitz, we have got a star-studded lineup. It all starts with Mike Greenberg. That's right, Greeny is going to join us at 2.30. And Stephen Jones will make his first appearance on the Blitz this season. He joins us at 4.30. Hey, Rob, are the Aggies and the Cowboys both facing trap games this weekend? (laughs) Don't disrespect the Aggies like that. (laughs) Dude. I think we might be Monroe's trap game after what I saw last week. I hope they're adequately prepared for the mediocrity that the Aggies are ready to bring. You going to the game? On Saturday. Man, I can barely walk. I'm afraid to. (laughs) (laughs) This sucks. It it legitimately sucks getting old. So you still swollen? Yes. I am still. I iced it yesterday. I I didn't get in an ice bath. Those ice bath days in my life. Ice bath. Did you at least ice it though? I, oh, all night. I did, all I did ice it. I did do that. And um, you couldn't walk yesterday. Uh, uh, obviously, you uh, couldn't go for your three mile. And, and I've got a set of these. Uh, a listener, good friend, good dude, okay. um, uh, gave me uh, like these. Like <laughs> I've become one of those guys. What? A uh, copper fit. Oh, <laughs> that stuff works, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I, I think the compression does as much or more than any kind of woven metal in there. But I that. <laughs> That, that did. That did. Uh, How it did kind dare of, you say Jerry I, Rice and Brett Favre lying to us? I'm just saying <laughs> that if copper yeah. did truly work, uh, you probably wouldn't incent. And hey, man, ask a crackhead. You can get some money for cro- uh, copper. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> maybe that's it. I just need all those knee braces that all the old yeah. folks have bought. 
I can go trade them in for some uh, in, in my catalytic converter for a little bit of cash. Uh, a couple things happening that you need to be aware of. Uh, Maddie McMurphy's tomorrow. The Blitz will be live down there from two to six. Carbock Brewing will be in the house, and they've got Hoppadillo Love Street and all your favorite Carbox being poured as the UTSA prepares to take down those cadets. Uh, from West Point. going to be a good football game tomorrow down at the Dome. Go by Maddie McMurphy's for your pregame as the Blitz will keep you entertained. The uh, Maddie McMurphy's, huh? A little pregame. It's a downtown bar right off Houston. Uh, so you've been there. You've oh, done we've done some show. shows from there. Good bar. Good downtown bar. You get the, the downtown folks. You get the tourists. You, you get the gamers. You get all those kind of coming through. It is truly a good cross-section bar in San Antonio. So uh, head down there. In about an hour, Raul Marquez is going to be going to join us. The Diamond uh, former uh, welterweight champion. Uh, we got a big fight tomorrow night. San Antonio's own uh, Ramon Cardenas has taken on Rafael Pedroza in uh, a undefeated. Well, uh, Cardenas got one loss, but it, it is one of those up and comer fights that only San Antonio gets. Showbox is broadca- broadcasting it live. Uh, we got another one on Saturday night. We'll dig into, and uh, Raul Marquez will join us then. Uh, NFL gumbo. As we were going to break, you can't miss on the uh, four letter network the highlights or lowlights of Zach Wilson's uh, surprise uh, low lights. Uh, they're, they're actually Rudy. Um, there's some good throws. There's a couple there's of some good bad throws ones. and a couple of bad ones, and that's really why there's the debate that continues. What are the Jets going to do oh. in a market where quarterbacks? It's a weird year for quarterbacks because we have so many kids. There were. 12 quarterbacks that didn't throw for 200 yards. There were eight quarterbacks that really are brand new to the uh, NFL right. world where they have made less than 10 career starts, including three rookies. Uh, 86 sacks in week one. The defense, That's a lot. Oh, my God. Well, hell, the Cowboys were responsible for seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> we're running roughshod. Of those eight young quarterbacks, they only threw for nine passing touchdowns and 210 passing yards. Six yards uh, per pass attempt in week one was as low as they've seen that's, since they started taking numbers in 2006. That's Justin Fields' fault. Well, I he think threw, it's a lot of Justin it. Fields threw 79 screens all behind the line of scrimmage, and Chase Claypool dropped all of them. So, with every so Justin pass, Fields brought down the average were, on his own. They were subtracting. Yeah, man. But, you know, we heard from Jane Slater on the Blitz last night, and uh, we see these numbers start to play. And you, you start talking about the astronomical quarterback numbers, and they don't jibe. It doesn't match. More often than not, your $50 million quarterback is the problem, not the answer. Yeah, it, I mean, when you look, now it's not Daniel Jones's fault. Daniel Jones got a lot of money this offseason. He did. Got a lot of money this offseason to look like that. Now, offensive line, Sure. But last year, I mean, they had pretty much the same offensive line, and they decided to give you $40 million per season and not pay Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, when I look at 12 quarterbacks, Rob, 12, almost half the league, could not in this, in this era where you can't touch receivers, can't touch a receiver, 12 QBs couldn't throw 200 yards. Are you kidding me? Uh, this is something Edwin just pulled up. Leave it right okay, there. Talk to me. It's a, 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 a tweet by Brooks Pryor. We'll give credit where it is. The deep ball is dead. There were 3,416 attempts of 15-plus air yards in 2022, fewest since 2008. Why? Well, directly attached to uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, teams uh, just don't throw the ball deep. It's a move the ball around, move the pocket, get it to the guys in space, and let them go. And because of the 
you know, the running back position being taken away, a lot of times you're throwing these passes that are runs. Yes, the, because the you, short passes, because you don't space, have Emmitt Smith, you don't have Barry Sanders. You have a running back that probably isn't that good. So I'll throw it to, I don't know, Brandon Cooks, two yards from the line of scrimmage, and that'll be that'll be in our books, even though it doesn't say it, but in our books we're considering that a run. Now, the QB pressure thing, the 86 sacks, Rob, it, it, it's weird to me, you know, with Lamar Jackson – you know, I saw the, the the thing already. Can he become a better quarterback under pressure? Jalen Hurts, one for nine. They bring out said one for nine uh, with an INT under pressure. Anybody remember what Patrick Mahomes looked like in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay? Anybody remember what Tom Brady looked like when he had the undefeated season, when the NASCAR pack got after his butt? Anybody remember some of those seasons looked like when Peyton Manning didn't have the best offensive line? I don't care who you are. If your offensive line sucks, it is going to it is going to catch up to you. So we pick and choose which quarterbacks we want to dissect when they're under pressure. Even Dak, you know, Dak, you know, there's been times where this offensive line isn't what it was, and then Dak's been under a lot of pressure. Now Jerry will kind of tell you, well, that's Dak's footwork, and now the offensive line calling the plays. But nonetheless, we overly criticize some QBs under pressure, and then there's some we're like, hey, well, he didn't have no offensive line. Patrick Mahomes looked awful in Tampa. He ran 400 yards backwards. Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen in week one. I'm listening. Were awful. They had three of the highest projected playoff chances coming into the week, and all three teams lost. And all have been leapfrogged by other AFC teams projected to have lesser playoff chances like the Jags, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns. They didn't look good, man. They did not look good. And and now, Rob, I would, another stat we need to look up, Edmund. Has a team ever won the Super Bowl starting 0-2 besides the Cowboys? Because the Chiefs are going to lose in Jacksonville Sunday. They need a wide receiver to step up. He has zero help. Kelsey going to be limping. Maybe, he might maybe, be back. Yeah. But they're he's going to be limping. They Kelsey's going to play. They're, Trevor Lawrence is going to beat them this Sunday in Jacksonville. I want to say the, what the Cowboys started 0-2 when Emmett held out, right? Yeah. And then they end up winning yeah, it all. Then, yeah, but that was a very different time and a very different team. <laughs> had like nine Hall of Famers. So should we around. be paying these guys this much money, Rob? Well, when you look at the numbers, when I look at 12 guys can't get over 200 yards, again, it's one week. What? what, what so why is all this money being thrown around? Well, I'll around? tell you this. There, there's some market forces at play here. All right. Uh, so here's where we sit. You got these quarterbacks that everybody goes, well, he's just going to make $50 because it's his turn. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's just going to happen. That's, it is, is what it is. And, We're just and, supposed to. Well, accept why it. are we going to bitch about it? Right. And meanwhile, as teams have less and less money to pay the left tackle, you're going to see get weekends where there were 86 sacks. And if there are 86 sacks every weekend, we're going to be losing a quarterback a week. We're going to lose quarterbacks on the regular. If you if these dudes are getting hit this often. Every week will be another $50 million dude down. Yep. So we're either going to continue and let the market take care of itself, where finally GMs go, just like running backs, quarterbacks are gone done after five years. They, they're getting sacked four times a game because, well, I'm paying them all this money and I can't afford to go get an offensive line. So we can go that route and go, well, the market will take care of itself, just like it did with running backs. See, the thing, yeah, so. Or separate them out and just go, you know, quarterback is just different. 
It, 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 what in this league, the way it matters, we're going to just, their money won't affect anybody else's money. It'll affect the owner's money, but it won't be part of the general cap. Well, what's happened, Rob, is it's put more pressure on you on draft day. Because, like, if you, Absolutely ha- if, you, if you have a quarterback that you feel like at some point I don't have to give him $50 million a year, you cannot miss on your rookie deals. No. You can't miss on your rookie deals. So that that's what's going on. And if well, you look around at some of these teams, again, that's why the Bengals, they're under they're under the gun now. They, they've paid Burrow. I'm sure some, Jamar Chase is going to be coming up. Boyd, Higgins, all these guys are going to be coming up. And they haven't capitalized. If you have not won a title with your rookie deals or you're not going to go Rams and just pay everybody and worry about it later, your window going to close pretty damn quick. And the funny thing is they're already feeling the ramifications of this salary before it even really hit. Right. He just signed the deal. He's missed nearly six weeks of training camp with that calf injury. He got blitzed to death. The first week. Because they knew he couldn't move. Yes. Smart on the uh, yes. on the Browns' uh, defensive coordinator. They knew he couldn't move. 39% of his dropbacks, he was facing more than the average contingent of rushers. And he responded with a career-worst performance. 82 yards passing. So Okay, so that's one quarterback that got paid. And we're already seeing, look, man, we I got issues. I wasn't overly impressed with what I saw from Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert. The Miami game, it was a good game, but I wasn't overly impressed for, considering what I thought in my mind. And I guess that's my fault because I'm like, oh, well, look what he did with Dak Prescott. What is he going to do with Justin Herbert? And the first week, it was okay. It was all right. What's but did they, did they lose Mike Williams in that game? Uh, yeah, for a little while. They thought yeah, it was worse okay. than it was. Okay. I have Mike on one of my teams, okay. so they thought he was out and he came back. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they did lose him for a, a quarter I and a half. I thought Herbert was going to do what Tua did. What, what's their head coach's name? Mike McDaniel. Wait, wait. No. Oh, no. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is the reason. I don't. You know, there's there's sometimes where I scratch my head. and I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. I don't get at all how he kept his job. I'm either. Year. And watching the game. See, last weekend I'm a red zone guy. So when teams are scoring, obviously they're going to be front and center on red zone. And right. that game had a lot of buckets. So we I watched that game a lot. And watching on. The majority of the plays and the play calling, while I'm not upset with the play calling per se, they scored a lot of points, it was, it felt like there was an anchor and it was him. And there's just, a, there's an issue there. Well, damn it. Hold on, Kellen Moore. Now, wait just a darn minute, Kellen Moore. Now, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this box, Rob. I'm looking at Mr. Mr. Kellen Moore, who we said, just don't run the ball enough. He let some dude named Joshua Kelly carry the ball 16 times. He let Austin Eckler carry it 16 times. Well, and then he gave it to Keenan Allen twice. He gave it to Gerald Everett once. They ran the ball 32, 37, 38. They ran the ball 39 times. I guess that Miami. It was a sieve. There was how many points were scored in the game? At, at 70 points? Yeah. Everybody moved the ball. No, I'm saying he ran the yeah, ball but 39 it was times. it was easy. It wasn't like he was a, a, we are a running team. No, it was just like a but draw. But I was told Moore to run the so ball. Off. It wasn't about that. I, I didn't get the sense. See, even watching on Red Zone, which I didn't get to see all the game. I just no, got of course to see not. it. I got but you. from what I watched, there was, they didn't stop him doing anything. It wasn't like, well, we're really going to trick him with a draw. Uh, no, uh, they were getting 12 yards gash plays consistently, Boy. air and ground. So I don't give... Kellen, any great credit for going, I'm going to run the football. It was a defense in Miami that was letting him do whatever the hell they wanted. 
But when I got, but if I got Miami scoring thirty six points, I don't expect that to be a game where I run the ball forty times. Well, they they, they load thirty four points on the board. I'm t- it just didn't look like it mattered. Like that, that Miami didn't give a damn. They weren't going to stop them. They just wanted the ball back. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah. So run the ball, pick up fifteen, throw the ball, pick up sixteen. And then you have Mike McDaniel's on the other end, where we think he's a running type coach. They only ran the ball twenty times in Miami. They're, they're Strange w- game. They're waiting on the return of the. Aggie speedster Devin A chain. A chain, baby. To add yet one more 4 1 40 guy. Oh, why not? I mean, that's the fastest offense I've literally ever witnessed. Yeah. What did uh, Waddle do? What did Waddle do? Because, I mean, I know Ke- my man Tyreek. He had a decent game. I, I had him. Uh, everybody did good. Four you, catches, 78 yards. Yeah. Okay, if, you're right. in this, if you're in Miami's offense and they're picking up 500 yards a game, everybody's scoring some fantasy points. Everybody com- coming through there. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. For the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a small Friday edition. No minding brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. Busy hour. Raul Marquez is going to be here in about 30 minutes. We're getting ready for a big triple header fight down at the Tech Port tomorrow night uh, with San Antonio's own Ramon Cardenas uh, going in there, uh, taking on Rafael Pedroza. That's just one of the new generation fights going on tomorrow night down at the Tech Port. Marquez will talk that. Uh, we got Charlo Alvarez coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll get ready for the fight game with one of our favorites. You know, uh, Raul lives in Houston, so oh, he does? he's kind of plugged into this, the Texas stuff. Great interview. Uh, first and foremost, though, Dallas Cowboys pitched a shutout. They have yet to be scored on <laughs> in the 2023-24 season. Six sacks, and when you... When you think about the idea of what a shutout is and how rare it is. How difficult it is. And and the NFL, you just don't see it. But when we talk about numbers like we did in the last segment, where you got quarterbacks under duress 30% of the time, and there's 86 sacks and 12 quarterbacks throwing for under 200 yards, the likelihood of shutouts has just greatly increased. Yeah. just Um, Nah. But the fact is, because even like Pittsburgh, it's not really increased because Pittsburgh was awful and they found a way to score seven. And they were awful. But scoring way down, offensive production way down, the shortest in the air pass rate we have seen since they even started keeping track of the numbers at right at six yards. I mean, the the deep game is gone. Which is weird. So the possibility of a shutout of a, a lightning strike eighty yard bomb to, you know, salvage a forty to seven shellac. You know why that's weird? And it's again, it's just that you it sucks being Dak Prescott. Because a few years back, everybody was on him. Uh, he can't throw the deep ball. Now it's just gone. But when Dak couldn't do it, you know, now that he's finally gotten better, <laughs> he's Dak's finally gotten finally better gotten at throwing better. the deep ball. Now everybody says, "Oh, it's done. We're we're not doing that anymore." Like what? We made a huge deal of this 
just three years ago. He's got to get better at the deep ball. He finally does. And now we're all, oh, well, well, it's going to go away. We're going to give quick, quick short passes in the Tex Coast offense. Now, Appreciate and, it. And his performance was one of those under 200. I mean, it wasn't like he did anything extraordinary. Hell, but he was, didn't get the ball much. It was driving yeah. rain, and they handed the ball off over and over. So we're not looking for a comeback game from him. I mean, 40 to nothing. Right. But the fact is, Burrow, Daniel Jones, Pat Mahomes, uh, Justin Fields. Well, Fields is in oh an my entirely God. Don't, don't, different don't, category. Don't, don't, don't. That, what we saw Sunday was, I don't even call that professional football. I don't know what that was. But of those that suffered, who's most likely to kind of find their way back? I got to go with Burrow, right? Like, there's nowhere to fall. The problem like, is. Burrow, it, it can't get any worse than 82 yards. Well, don't we know that if you send seven dudes, they're only going to block four of them? I mean, how many times was he? They blitzed him 39% of the time, and it worked. He's 82 yards. They play the Ravens, right? In Cincinnati. That, that is not a prescription for high, high flying offense. Chicago has to go to Tampa Bay. Look, I don't think it's going to get any better for Fields anytime soon. They're talking about benching uh, Chase Claypool. He ain't blocking. He ain't out there trying. Um, well, I'll tell you what will cure what ails you. What's that? The Arizona Cardinals defense. <laughs> so so you think Daniel Jones will have the Danny best Dimes bounce back? I going to have a day. I do. I think that they – you get your ass kicked like they did – this is this has probably been a pretty difficult week of practice. I, I wouldn't want to be the Cardinals on Sunday. They the, did almost beat Washington. <laughs> yeah, they almost. What beat does that Washington. mean? Yeah. Right? What does I that mean, even mean? So I I think that the, what will I think Danny Dimes is going to have a day, and it might be combined <laughs> running yards because there's nobody there there to catch it. But I I think the quickest rebound is the team that we just saw get more embarrassed than any other team. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. What about Pickett? Because preseason Pickett is what I started calling him in the middle of the game last week, Rob, because it's like, you know, in the preseason, we were going on and on about, you know, Tommy Two Gloves and all of this stuff. Like, oh, man, oh, wow, look how great he looks. And then he gets out there against, you know, well, in fairness to him, he gets out there against San Francisco, See, that's, and it goes to the toilet. That's kind of it, though, for me. <laughs> I, they looked, they got pantsed as bad as the Giants did. I mean, the 49ers rolled into Pittsburgh and just beat the snot out of them. Yeah, I mean, did. they really did. But they did manage to score. They have a – oh, so we got a doubleheader Monday night. Pittsburgh plays Cleveland. And uh, Carolina plays the Saints. That, that Monday night doubleheader crap. And Cleveland, uh, I I mean, you made them mad. And I don't they, know what to they think. they destroyed in the Battle of Ohio. I I, I would say this. When I I think the Cowboys are, never get the benefit of the, of the doubt when it comes to just about everything, right? And the Steelers always get the benefit of the doubt because of Tomlin. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Isn't there a reason for yeah, that? It's Tomlin. But this time, I don't know if I give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I'm not sure how good Pittsburgh is, but I don't I, know I, because I, the Forty ers are so good. That's what I'm going to say. So like, I don't know. But thirty it was it thirty to seven? It, that it was in as, Pittsburgh. It was as bad as the Giant game. I felt like the Cowboys and the 49ers both played like two teams that got something to prove. Mm-hmm. I feel like the especially with the 49ers, because they, they had two QBs go down in the NFC championship game, the Cowboys feel like, damn man. You know, we've gotten we've come up short twice against San Francisco. We got something to prove. I feel like both of those teams came out and played with a different. They played at a different speed than everybody else. 
than the than the rest of the league. When I look around the league, yeah, I mean, I like what Miami mm-hmm. did, but the aggression and the uh, tenacity and the pace that the Cowboys and 49ers played at was a little bit different than the rest of the league. They both look like they're, they're both teams look like they're on a mission. Should we legitimately expect that kind of game tonight? Well, we've got two teams. This is a this is not a heavyweight match, but this is the semifinals and some sort of you know big tournament. This, see, this I can matters. see it from Philly because I I feel like Jalen Hurts is one of those guys because you know coach's son Nick Saban. I mean, he's always had a chip on his shoulder to lead kind of out. I don't know if Minnesota has that makeup. I don't when I when I look is at Minnesota, Minnesota or cousins you're talking about. Attitude reflect leadership. You know, attitude reflect Again, leadership. So, are you talking about Minnesota? <laughs> or are you talking about Cousins? Because I'm talking about Kevin O'Connell. Like like <laughs> I'm Jeez. talking about their head coach, Kevin O'Connell. I'm talking about their quarterback. Okay. I'm talking about their star receiver, Justin Jefferson. You like that? You like that? I think you're talking about Kirk Cousins. I think you're talking about the solar-powered, front-running, I'm not going to hurt I, you, never going to help you, quarterback that Kirk Cousins is it's, it's kind of a, It's not a go-through-the-motions type thing, but I don't ever feel like, like, look, There's yes, I've seen Kirk Cousins have great games. I'm not going to sit here and say the man sucks. He's far from a bad quarterback. But what I'm saying is I don't look at Kirk Cousins and watch him play and say, man, Kirk's a dog. Why I'll, not? I'll, Why not? Because it just looks like he's just like, you know, well, hey, you know, we didn't get it done this week. Well, I'll tell no you big why deal. not. I mean, he's no awful. <laughs> he's awful when it matters. I mean, let's it's, it's, it's indefinable as to why, but he's 11 and 18 in prime time. He's 2 and 10 on Monday night, and he's 9 and 8 on every other game that started when the sun well, set. Above 500. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just it, it defies explanation because he is more than that, though he is exactly that at the same time. And they're in Philly, and Philly didn't like the way they played. Now, Philly's missing some players, but yeah, no, no. What would he be today without what Justin Jefferson? About where he is right now. I you mean, he was he was pretty good with Adam Thielen. I guess that's true. You know, they had some they had some solid outings. I mean, they were a pretty good football team last year up until the Cowboys beat them forty to three. You know, then after that, just came off. Then they get beat up by the Giants in the playoffs. So I mean, they tried last year, week two. Okay, uh, Vikings lose. Uh, was that twenty four to seven? Yeah, I thought so. Um. I don't see it being much different. I got Philly all day. I got Philly winning. I don't think it's going to be by 17 points like they did last year. I'll, I'll take Minnesota to cover, but I don't think Philly's losing this game tonight. Jalen Hurts is a dog. I expect Jalen Hurts to have a much better game, much better game than last week, and he's not going up against Bill Belichick. No, he's not. Not that Minnesota's awful, but you do expect a bigger output. Absolutely. Justin Jefferson, on the other side, only needs 25 receiving yards to get 5,000 for his Already? It will be his uh, 52nd game. So he's averaging just under 100 yards a game in his career. Is he Uh, the best in the league? Yeah. I don't know about that. You you really think he's better than Tyreek Hill? Let's throw Chase in there when he's fully going. Uh, The difference is so nominal. 
I mean, we're just, I mean, we are really nitpicking when we get to those guys. I mean, we are really nitpicking because, of course, of course, Tyreek Hill is as good as Justin. And of course, Justin That's Jefferson what I'm saying, is Jamar as good as Tyreek Hill. And of course, just, just, you know, Chase is as good as Tyreek. They're all so freaking good. Where does CD, where you put CD in? Right that? below him. I mean, right. He's uh, right below him. Yeah. Well, I well next. I, I wouldn't say right. It may maybe he is. I mean, CD had a hell of a year last yeah, year. Yeah. But when you look at those three, especially last weekend, what did Jeff Jefferson had kind of a down day, and he still had a no, yeah, fifty yards. Yeah. I mean, he was targeted, but it didn't feel like that was. There. This is a convolution of. This offensive idea of getting athletes available in space however you can. Right. So their availability is now closer to the quarterback. We just said that they're not going deep anymore. So they're getting these guys in space. And when you get Tyreek Hill with nobody within five yards, you get yeah. Justin Jefferson with no, nobody within five yards, there's 20 coming. You can't. The first two dudes are going to miss. And it's hard to argue with this style of football. You know, and I and for the longest, I was like, man, I don't know about Tyreek in 30. But, I mean, then there's those nights, there's those, like, well, excuse me, those days like last Sunday where it's like, okay, it makes sense. But if it's not correlating into playoff wins, what well, does it matter? Therein lies the rub with this offense. Because I know Devontae Adams is one of the best, but what is he in Las Vegas? Well, the, what is he? Well, he is just a really good receiver on a on an average football team. Maybe they, they did might be win. Yeah, they, they, they might be they, better. They beat the Broncos. The, the fundamental flaw in this style of offense, where you want to put players in space to make plays, is the closer you get to the ultimate goal of those plays, the touchdown, you lose in space. So the closer you get to the, you know, that's why there's so many bend but not break. We'll let this offense get to the thirty. Hell, we'll take a field goal. We'll live with that. But you're not going to have enough room to get those guys in the open in space the closer you get. And we're seeing that. You're seeing a lot of movement between the 40s. Yeah, cause that, and that's how I got to play. If I'm playing Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson, I, the best I can do is just keep everything in front. In front of me, yeah. Now, when I, you can't allow them to beat you over the top. And every now and then you're going to juke through me and you're right. going to run by me. But I'm going to have somebody staring at you when you catch it every time. Right. In front of you. So – I that's why you look at this style and you go, yeah, it's fantastic. But at the end of the day, the Vikings, they got a wide receiver that's going to get 5,000 quicker than anybody else. And they're just an, a team that we're curious as to can they even get in or will they even win one playoff game? Right. I agree with that. Now, Rob, do you trust Biotish and Zach and maybe Tyler Smith, maybe, to handle Quentin Williams and that defensive line who had 11 QB pressures that turned into three INTs? I don't know. I don't know. Last week wasn't. Last week showed me absolutely nothing. I haven't seen this offensive line together yet. I don't know. I assume yes. You know what I mean? What I saw last week, I guess if we count that as a a real football game for as long as they played, yeah, um, but I don't know. Yeah, but I I wonder. I wonder, again, I I can't wait for this game, 325 on Sunday, because I, I do, I want to see if this Jets defense is, I want to see what They're the hype's good. about. I want to see what the hype's about. I did watch them against Buffalo, but I know Buffalo, because of their quarterback, things can get a little bit crazy the way he plays. And now the Jets had a really good defense last year too, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I sat there and watched Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson last year. But I did see like, every time they played a game, the, the, the points were low. 
So I want to see up close and personal what Dak, what Dak and the boys do now. Will they have Brandon Cooks? I don't know. Uh, by the way, if you are just joining us, he did not practice yesterday, a knee issue, and uh, there is growing concern he's not going to be well, ready When did Sunday. he get hurt? They weren't I even on the field. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what the hell? I mean, out there in the rain and supposedly the best turf in the league, according to some people. But, yeah, I cannot wait for this. I can't wait to talk to Coach Mike McCarthy tomorrow either. And ask him, you know, this is a good test. We've got another opportunity to practice, but I saw R.J. Ochoa tweet out last night. He, he, he is concerned. I think there must be some bounce around uh, there, Frisco. About Cooks. About Brandon Cooks' knee. And there might be some discussion, if you're even close, why play him? And not only that, but see, the reason why this is big is because Sauce can't guard both, right? He can't guard C.D. and Cooks. But now Cooks can't go. That changes everything. And then it also, to me, when I said it yesterday, like, I'm not throwing on that side. I'm going to try to block Quentin Williams, and I don't turn the ball over, and I should beat the Jets. But it, it's a huge game plan change if you're the Dallas Cowboys and if you're the Jets if Brandon Cooks can't go. Well, you'd be surprised if the Jets haven't uh, claimed a quarterback off the wires before we see him on Sunday. I mean, nothing yet. Well, Salah's swearing up and down. Zach's better than we think, and that he's their guy, and they're fine, and I think we're going to be better than y'all giving us credit for. So I'm not going to be shocked. I'm not, I don't take Robert Sala for a liar until they get caught in a lie. You know, I didn't take Jerry Jones for a liar either. <laughs> well, you, we were all. <laughs> and then, you know, he lied right to my face about Zach Martin. So uh, until you prove to me that you're a liar, I'm going to consider you telling the truth. I don't know why truth. people are trying to put an obituary under our, our team name. You see? Why are you Should trying to? They? Why are you writing them off, Rob? You wrote them off already. You think that they're going to not only lose, you think they're going to lose by nine and a half? Yeah, I do. No way. I do. Nine no. and a half over the Jets? They're not beating the Jets by 10 points. No, absolutely not. They're going to beat them. I'll take the Cowboys so to win. So you think it's going to be close? No. Well, under 10 seven is close. Seven ain't close. Yeah, it is. That's one Eight score game. Close. That's a one score game. That's close. That's a I think a, a field goal is close to me. That's close. A touchdown, that's not close. <laughs> how? <laughs> Tell me how. How how do the Jets keep up with the Cowboys? What's the prescription for Zach Wilson They're in this offense? Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Run the ball. Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. And they're and 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 keep and containing Dak's offense because you give Zach Wilson and them enough possessions. If they're deep, if this is going to be a defensive battle, that means both quarterbacks are going to get ample opportunities, right? So, uh, no, I think it'd be the other way that both quarterbacks are under duress. I think if you give both quarterbacks time, I mean, there's still Garrett Wilson out there. No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think it'll be a lot of punts, a lot of punting. And doesn't and that falls in the, so you think that falls under the side of the Jets? That's a benefit to them. Yeah, because the Cowboys have the better offense. Is it because you're not sure about the offense, or you think the Jets' defense is that good? Because hmm. I don't see it like that at all. I see this. I as, see it a little bit of both. I, I, because I don't see how this offense scores. Which one, the Jets? Yeah, I don't so see. So you how got they the maintain. Cowboys pitching another shutout? I, I, shutouts? No, that's that's crazy to. to but I would say the likelihood of that is a lot greater today than it was when Aaron was playing quarterback. 
Oh no, you weren't shutting out Aaron. But the, then again, the the four plays. This is why I'm a, you got to be scared for the Jets if you're being honest. The four plays Aaron was out there, he, he was running for his life. I'm like, damn, he was only out there four plays, and he was scrambling on two of them, and one of them he got sacked and tore his Achilles. So, but I think Zach's a little bit more mobile. Made some, again, fourteen to twenty-one, a buck forty-one pick, one TD. I don't think that's bad now, but no. now you got to consider the opponent. I don't think Buffalo's defense is what the Cowboys' defense is. I think he got a game ball. He deserved all the credit. That's not the Zach Wilson I thought we would see, given the situation that he was in. But this is a this is a big ask, man. This is a oh, big ask. <laughs> Put that K. I was like, what the hell? Um, yeah, it, a big ask for who? For Zach to go into Dallas on a three thirty primetime game. Being thrust into the spotlight, going against a team that de- not just beat, decimated an offense last week. Decimated. And then you've got an offensive line that looked just about as bad against lesser competition. And to say, well, I think we'll be within nine. <laughs> oh, man, that's a huge ask. How do they do it? Six five six three seven seven six. Self-scout, as McCarthy says. And I think you're right. I think run the football. But I even think that's going to work. Now, Dak was 13 of 24. So, now, why? You didn't, we didn't see much of him. He did throw 24 passes. Had a, only 13 completions to 11 incompletions. Yeah, Rob. it wasn't pretty. It, you know, it was a 72 quarterback rating. It wasn't that good, but he was throwing a wet ball. See, they were all quick. To, well, what was the quick? He was the throwing wet a wet ball. Okay, I'll, I, I'll give you that. So, what I'm saying but, is, even though it was wet. And the rain plan, whatever the hell that is. The, the 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 best the best thing that the Cowboys can hope for is Tony Pollard has a good game because I don't know man I from what I'm told by the experts this Jets defense is the real deal and you gotta you gotta deal with that monster from Alabama and Quentin Williams down there in the middle see that's the one takeaway that I do believe heart and soul from Hard Knocks is Quentin Williams is an utter destroyer. In the middle of the line, but I like what I saw from the offensive line last week. Because keep in mind, the Giants. The what's the Giants' defense tackle got paid? He's Dex- a, Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, Dexter, Dexter Lawrence play. is a dog too. No, you're right. And I thought they did a great job on him. I think they did too. All I know from that, I could take away. I always joke about the hard knocks. Is you can edit a enough film to make it tell a story in any way you want it to be told if you edit it right. And I think they edited it to make Aaron look like a much nicer, you know, wonderful guy that he really is. Right. But I don't think you could disguise the fact what Quinnen did during camp in the video that I saw. This guy, this no, he's is a different. This is different. He is worth every penny, and it will affect the Cowboys' offense. If they don't game plan for him specifically, it will affect him. Raul Marquez is just around the corner. We're going to talk some fights as the Tech Port plays host to a, tri- a triple header coming up. And, of course, Alvarez and Charlo just two weeks away. And Alvarez, uh, we'll, we'll talk with Marquez about that. But first... We're just a couple of weeks away from playing golf. The tournament's set for October the 2nd, Monday, at the beautiful Olympia Hills Golf Course. We'll be firing that gun at 9 a.m. Rudy and I will be broadcasting live. We want you to be there. Uh, We're running out of space. Uh, Seriously, we expect to be full by Friday. If you haven't signed up, you need to do it today. Uh, you can go to sasportstar.com for all the details you require. If you're alone, we can find a spot for you. But if you can find some foursome, you'll find eight, you'll find 80 bucks. Hey, call your boss. It's a corporate write-up. 
You know, they'll write it off. <laughs> Call your boss today. Get it all taken care of. And come out and celebrate with us, with all friends of a like mind. We want to thank uh, Jesse Hernandez, the Texas Chonkla Flight by Yingling, Twin Peaks Renewal by Anderson, Meritage Homes, just to bring in a few to ha- celebrate with us on uh, on that Monday. And the post-party blitz will be out at Slacker Sports and Arcade. But to have a, a fine time and all of it benefiting the good folks over at the Lupus Foundation of America. Go to sasportstar.com right now. Get yourself signed up. Hey, we are a fight town, and Rudy and I, we talk the game when it matters, and it matters tomorrow night. Triple header coming, San Antonio's own fight, and let's talk with a world champion, the Diamond Raul Marquez, coming next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning to all. It's R&R in the morning, a Thursday edition. Aren't you glad you're with us now? Tomorrow night, San Antonio's own Ramon Cardenas is getting into one of his bigger fights. The biggest yet. He's getting ready to take on Rafael Pedroza, the uh, WBA Continental Latin American Super Bantamweight Championship. It's a 10-round Super Bantamweight fight. It's going on on Showbox, the new generation. But you can watch it live down at our beautiful Boeing uh, Center out at Techport. You know where it is. The fight's going on. Raul Marquez joining us. He of Showbox. He the world champ. He of Houston uh, sitting in with us now. Morning, sir. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. How's it going, guys? It's always great to be in uh, San Antonio. It's always been a, a fight town, and uh, I go, you know, I got a lot of memories from being here in San Antonio back in when I used to train here and uh, have training camp here. What's As your... a matter of fact, I had my pro, I had my pro debut here in San Antonio after the Olympics. Wow. What's your best memory, bro, of San Antonio? You say you got some fond memories. What, what one stands out that 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 one your debut here? Well, I, I used to have a training camp here back in the days with uh, Lou Duva. Uh, we used to train at a gym right there by the Market Square. Uh, I forgot the name of the gym, but uh, the, the late Joe Sousa used mm-hmm. to run that gym. He was a cut man. And uh, Pernell Whitaker, you mm. know, all the big-time fighters, you know, Evander Holyfield, David Tuo, Andrew Galata. We all used to have camp here. Arturo Gatti, the late Arturo Gatti. Um, we all used to train together, and uh, it's just it's a lot of good memories that I remember from uh, back in those days. We uh, loved watching you as you came through back in the 90s and 2000s. Now, Chato Martinez is the boxing club that uh, uh, Cardenas is a member of. 27 years old, finally coming together. Tell us about him and what we could expect from Pedroza, who's a hard-earned title holder himself. Well, Pedrosa, you know, he's from Panama, and uh, he's uh, undefeated. You know, this is his first time fighting outside of the United States. And, uh, you know, sometimes fighters like that, you don't know what you what to expect, you know, but I, I, because, it, you know, they get nervous. It's their first time fighting out of the country. He, you know, he's, all his fights have been in Panama. But I, I think Pedrosa is a very good fighter. He's a very good technical fighter. Uh, he's got a really good jab, and uh, he, he knows how to manage distance very well. I think it's going to be a, a hell of a fight, you know, and that's what people want to see. Uh, Cardenas, uh, he's hungry. You know, he's got the 
hometown advantage and uh you know people are going to be cheering for him and this is a big opportunity for him uh, to be fighting on a big stage on showbox especially the main event i know this is like i believe his ninth fight fighting here in san antonio and i know he's excited and he wants to win for the first fans and then that's what he's looking to do well, so much goes into making a guy a star when you're talking about combat sports. We'll stick to specifically boxing. How do you know when it's the guy? Because there's so much that goes into it. One, you know, is he really good? You got to be good, you know. But number two, I think as big as any sport, I think you people got to want to see, tune in to want to see you lose because that's a part of the draw. How do you know when you've gotten your hands on a star when you're over there at Showbox, the new generation? Well, we've seen so many fighters go through this series. You right. know, uh, I know Showbox has developed over 90 world champions that have gone through here and wow. went on to become wow. world champions. Yeah. And um, I, I think, you know, besides skill, be a guy, a fighter being skillful and, you know, being a, just a, an exciting fighter, I'd like to see how they take the pressure, you know, especially like mm. someone like, Cardenas that is fighting, you know, under the lights. He's fighting the main event here in his hometown. A lot of fighters, uh, they don't know how to take the pressure. They, you know, we had fighters in here come in and freeze. You know, they just don't know how to. They, 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 they don't perform uh, to their fullest because the cameras, the lights, the whole right. atmosphere gets to them. But when you have a fighter that that knows how to deal with that and has the exceptional skills and all that, then that's the, I, I think that's the fighter that's going to be go a long way and be a future superstar because, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, being able to take that pressure uh, besides, you know, being skillful, being, knowing how to fight really good, but and being a good fighter, I think uh, a fighter that cannot take the, the, the pressure from, you know, the fans and the, the, the lights and the cameras uh, being at, on a big stage, if you can't deal with that, then you're not going to go nowhere. But the fighter that could do that is the guy that's going to go further. Raul Malquez joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. The fight tomorrow night at the Tech Port. It's a triple header. And while Cardenas leads the, uh, is, a uh, you know, one of the featured bouts, there's another heavyweight bout that I'm really interested in. Argentine Mikar Cuello, uh, taking on Rudy Garcia out of LA. Tell us about the heavyweights. Well, two undefeated guys. I mean, uh, Cuello is, uh, 13 and 0. With one draw, two knockouts, and then you got Rudy Garcia, who's twelve and over with eleven knockouts. And you know how they say somebody's old has got to go, so I'm sure they don't <laughs> want to lose that old. So that's gonna be that's gonna be an exciting fight too. You know the buildup this weekend. We're heading toward the, one of the fights that we've been looking forward to for quite some time here in two weeks. As Canelo, Canelo taking on Charlo in a couple yeah. of weeks. Thoughts on the camps, and as we get closer and closer, what are you seeing? Well, I was there for uh, the press conference when they uh, did it in uh, New York City. And, uh, you know, Charlo, the, the Charlo twins, I, I've known them and, you know, they're from mm-hmm. Houston. So I know those guys since they were little. And uh, I've always admired their work ethic. I remember when I was, uh, you know, Ronnie Shields used to train me uh, there at Willie Savannah's gym. And I would see those young kids, the twins, you know, they would always come back after tournaments. And they, I would see their work ethic, how, you know, they wanted to learn. And they wanted to get better, and now you know he's you know Jamal is, is is in a in a big fight, you know the biggest fight of his career, moving up two weight classes. You know he's daring to be great against uh, the face of boxing, uh, Canelo Alvarez, 
who might not be in his prime, but he's still a hell of a fighter. He's Absolutely. still a really good fighter. And I think Canelo is, you know, he's really getting up for this fight. He hasn't looked that great in the past couple of fights, perhaps not motivated. Uh, you know, he has a hand injury. Uh, but I see he's, you know, he's taking this fight very serious, working. Uh, uh, he's got training camp in Lake Tahoe up in the high altitude. Right. I saw he sparred 14 rounds the other day, four-minute rounds. So he's taking this fight very serious. And for Charlo, man, it's a, it's a hell of an opportunity to make history. You know, he's moving up two weight divisions, you know, from 154 to 168. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, he, 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 Canelo's the more solid guy at, this, at the weight class at 168. But Charlo, uh, he's still a big guy, you know. Mm-hmm. He's always been a big guy. I think he walks around like 180, 185. Easy, I see yeah. him more like a middleweight. Yeah, I see him more like a middleweight moving up to super super middleweight. Uh, he he's gonna have to box. I mean, he's the spot. At the end of the day, he's he's the smaller guy. Canelo's more. He's been there at one sixty eight. He even fought Bevel at one at, at light heavyweight. So you know, Canelo's solid. He's a strong. You know, he's strong. He got the power. I think uh, the you know Charlo's gonna have to box. Uh, when he fought Castaño, I don't know if you saw the fights when he fought Castaño. Uh, he fought him twice. He's got to fight like he fought Castaño times 10. You know, he's got to be <laughs> really on his toes. He's got to – I wouldn't trade too much with Canelo. I think he's got to box him and use his jab, use his strength and move. That's the kind of style uh, he's got to fight if he, you know, if he wants to win the fight. Uh, real quick, as far as putting weight on and carrying it, how much did you weigh when you beat Mullings? Uh, I, well, I, that was a junior middleweight at 154. 154? Uh, yeah, 154, but I, I was a guy that – I didn't usually go up too much in weight, you know, like uh, maybe fight night. I was probably weighing like 160, 162. A lot of guys, they weigh in and they, I mean, they gain a lot of weight the next day. They gain like 15, 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I think Canelo is one of those guys that, you know, he, he could come in at 168 and once he gets in the ring, he's close, you know, maybe 180, 182. But like I said, uh, Charlo, he's, he's a big guy. He's, he's, when, when they were doing the face-off, if you, if you saw them, you really don't see the difference because, I mean, Charlo's a big. He's tall. He's got the he's got the height and reach advantage. And Canelo, he's shorter, but he's stocky. And like I said, he's been he hits hard. He's been at one sixty eight for a long time, and he, he's a powerful guy. And I really think he's he's motivated to to win this fight. Uh, you know, just by seeing his, you know where he's training at and high altitude and his work ethic and you know going many rounds. But for Charlo, I mean, he's trying to create history, man. Something that. Not a lot of fighters have done. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. uh, Yes, it's gonna be a tough fight. Now that's what it's about. Now Ramon, uh, Ramon's signature win was here at the Dome, but I've been out to Techport a couple times now, and there's nothing against the Dome, bro. But I, for this type of vibe, just the intimacy and like the crowd kind of on top of you, I kind of prefer the Techport. For for boxing, unless we need sixty five thousand seats, I prefer, I prefer <laughs> it's a great I, 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 I prefer the tech port that vibe because I think the fighters. I'm just I'm just looking for as from a fighter standpoint. Like if I'm if I'm struggling and you know I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm a little bit tired. I'm taking it being a little bit and the crowd kind of gets behind me. I can feel it a little bit more, 
at the tech court. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, especially, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, sometimes, you know, fighters, they fight off, off the emotions of the crowd. Right. And I think if anybody's going to need the crowd, it, it's going to be Cardenas, you know. Right. Ramon Cardenas, because he, uh, he he's a shorter guy. I mean, uh, uh, Pedrosa's got, got a five-inch uh, height advantage. He's got, he's got the reach and height advantage, so... So obviously Cardenas is gonna have to work himself inside. He's gotta take that jab away and sooner you know, one way or another he's gonna have to make the fight an end fight. And I think by the emotions of the crowd, I'm sure the crowd's gonna be cheering him on. It's a smaller place, it'll be louder. It's San Antonio. I know the fight you know, San Antonio's a big fight town, big fight crowd. Everybody's gonna be pumped up, you know, everybody's gonna be cheering for him. So I think the crowd can help. In this instance, sometimes, you know, Sometimes the crowd cannot help you because you got to maybe box and stay from the outside. But for Cardenas, I think the crowd is going to help him and motivate him to get inside and, and make it a, 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 a toe-to-toe battle because that's, that's what he's got to do sooner or later, you know, because uh, the Panamanian guy, Pedrosa, he's going to try to box him and stay on the outside, keep everything long. That's his fight. So I, I look forward to it. I think, I think uh, you know, it's a big opportunity for the hometown guy and i know the san antonio's behind them because we you know san antonio's always been behind their fighters right and, uh, it, it's always been a big fight town man i love san antonio we are excited to have you on you'll be on the call tomorrow you're you're on with brian right brian campbell tomorrow brian yeah brian campbell and the legendary barry tompkins and uh steve farhood that's showbox for famous. you yes they're coming to San Antonio. It's tomorrow night, Fiesta Mexicana, Pedroza Cardenas. You want to go? It's going on. You know, tomorrow's DSC Says. I didn't even put yeah. it all together. <laughs> yeah. It's happening tomorrow at our tech port. And, and as the champ just said, we're a fight town. We know our fighters. We know talent. Let's go back one of our own Cardenas tomorrow night. Hey, thanks for stopping by, champ. It is always a pleasure catching up with you. Hey, great call tomorrow night. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Raul Marquez, the diamond right here on San Antonio Sports Star. We're a fight town, and I love when I hear world champs reflect on our city because we know what we're talking about. We foster our fighters. Go see Cardenas uh, get busy tomorrow night. And I I, No, I'm serious. Techport is like, again, when I was uh, doing the Davies thing, Great, really great venue, man. I love that venue. Again, it's really intimate. They're on top of you, but it, it still feels like a real venue, so I can't wait. You, uh, you've been a ring announcer. You're like a, you're like, like an insider now. You're yeah, on the other like side of that velvet <laughs> rope. Yeah, man. It's a little nerve-wracking to start, but then I, I settled in after a couple of tequilas. <laughs> no one <knew. laughs> A little bit of liquid courage never yeah. hurt anybody. Yeah, my wife. You know where you can get your tequila? Okay. And then... After that, then they handed it off. After they kind of won the country, they uh, they needed some help from the twelve horsemen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they brought up the twelve horsemen, and I thought Texas Cheer and <laughs> yeah, the Bourbon, yeah. and I've met those twelve cats. strong baby. So the twelve strong, and it. I watched that again. So Texas Cheer liquor for all uh, of your absolute liquor needs. Uh, just after eight o'clock, uh, Jane Slater was on the Blitz yesterday. Um, brought up a really invaluable point regarding Dak Prescott, his place in this new Texas Coast West Coast offense as we go through contract talks. Also, Micah front and center there. We're going to hear from the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy. Uh, he's going to reflect on his former quarterback. Has he talked to Aaron? What are the thoughts on getting ready to go against a guy that, or, or the fact that he won't be able to go against the guy that he says is good friends with? Yeah. We'll see. Whatever. Unbelievable. <laughs> and what are the no, chances? I'm kidding. Of... I'm kidding. I believe him. <laughs> 
Hey, man. Um, last year, well, before we go, no, go on, remember when he went to Green Bay last year? He had the best. He got his ass kicked. He had a haircut. But, man, he had a good time. Trench coat. He was excited to get to Green Bay. And remember, that was the most animated right. on the sideline that I had ever seen. So if you think he's not down a bit, again, he's, oh, wait, I called Aaron. We uh, we went through a lot together. Blah, blah, blah. Woo, woo, woo. But if you think for one second he didn't want to go out there. Yeah, look at that outfit from last year, Rob. He had on that look. Kind of the Vince Lombardi vibe. He did. He but totally went Vince Lombardi. I had not put down, that together. Yeah, he's down a bit. He wanted to beat Aaron on yeah. Sunday. Because Aaron got the better of him last year. So he he did want to. Now, you know, Zach Wilson. But he can't fall into that because then the team does. No. Attitude reflect leadership. Remember the Titans, Rob. Remember the Titans. When you uh, Let's say this was week five. I'm listening. And the Cowboys were worst case four and one, but won a couple games. Finding their depth, like things were cooking. Okay, the defense was everything. The offense, this West Coast thing, was moving, and the Jets were also had had Aaron Rodgers for a couple of games, and it was still and it was working for him. And then he suddenly disappeared. Would that be different in your preparation after weeks? I don't think it really is. True, uh, you know, when you break it down like that, I you don't know, think there's any different. Then not only that, the diagnosis coming out what. Tuesday morning helps. It gave you a time. lot of time. Like, because let's say it was an ankle. Like, you're like, you got to prepare for both then. You see what I'm saying? Like, I got to prepare for Aaron, but I got to also prepare for Zach. So at least by Tuesday morning, they knew, okay, let's go get all of Zach Wilson's tape. Dan Quinn, you go handle that. I got to worry about Quinn Williams and Sauce Gardner. You got it. We know who we're facing. So the fact that it was a, this big, significant of an injury probably helped your preparation this week. I, I think the timing was perfect, and there's the appropriate fear involved as well because you also got a chance to uh, uh, see that defense go at it. Now, let, as we get ready for tonight's game, it's going to be a busy weekend around the star. Now, our normal Friday night game ain't going to happen. No, There was a lightning-induced delay around San Antonio last Friday night, so UIL rules, you can't play more than two games in one week, so that means you got to move the games to Saturday, which means our game will be Saturday. The Johnson Jaguars traveling to take on the Churchill Chargers. We get our broadcast going at 10.30, our pregame going right there at 11. That's San Antonio Sports Stars High School football gal, as we say around the building, game of the week, as we say it on the microphone. <laughs> it's energized by a Hill Electric Frost Bank and brought to you by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds, Mother's Window Tent, NCE General Contractors, the Sports Institute at TSA OG Orthopedics, and some good old Smoky Moe's Barbecue. You're setting your alarm on Saturday, going to do some high school football. Yeah, trust me. With When you wake up at 3.30, you don't need an alarm for an 11 uh, that, that, o'clock game. That is a true story. That's, mid, that's mid-afternoon, yeah, man. Already, we've already, we already started a nap by 11 <laughs> the day we've already, yeah, we've already been asleep twice by 11 no. i don't know if i'm proud of that or sad. i don't either uh, i know that my dad's awfully proud to know that i get up long before he does that's an accomplishment you know what i mean you know there's certain people at certain ages where if you wake up before them you're doing pretty good did i miss something yesterday on the blitz did i miss something between joe and hmm. and pledge Regarding oh. Golden Tea. So, was there something so that slackers, happened? So, Slackers is doing a Golden Tea tournament on the 28th, and I think Spence said it'd be a good idea, you know, to have the two best golfers on the station go at so it on Golden Tea. So, they didn't like, I'm better than you at Golden Tea. This is more no, about you your got, game on the field versus your game yeah. on the game. 
Well, see, Pledger's already proven he's better than Joe on the real game. Yeah, but, yeah, that, he kicked that Joe's goes ass. Yeah, saying, he kicked yeah. Joe's ass. Like, yeah. and Joe plays every day. And I say that faithfully yeah. as the worst golfer in this building. Yeah, Joe plays every day and got beat by Pledge. It's pretty embarrassing. There, there was that. It's kind of humiliating. But, he even had his white belt on, and it didn't help. But both of them are really cocky and very confident in themselves. So this is going to be real. This go, both are hyper competitive. Neither guy's going to back down. And I remember, I don't remember what station it was on, but it used to be uh, uh, they did like a special on Golden Tee gambling guy. Like what? there's big money for on Golden Tee tournaments and stuff. Like this thing is sells out. This Slackers Golden Tee tournament sells out every year. Every year they do it. Like Golden Tee guy is a serious son of a gun that well, you, you don't have want to no be, problems because a, a good day will, will cost you about thirty bucks a quarter. But not only that, like that tells you how long I played. Could, Golden T, you could you could get Tommy John from trying to sling that ball, or the little skin yeah, pinch no, where I'm it would grab it, your dog. skin if you weren't adequately greased up from whatever bar food you were using. Yeah, that I would pinch your skin. Tea. I used to play a fair amount of Golden T. You got to have back like, in the you, day. You can't drink and play Golden T because you end up with a hundred dollar tab. Golden <laughs> T ain't cheap. It is a way to keep <laughs> you around. And here, while Golden T, I thought there was something that had gone back and forth between. No, so they're going to be playing. the The Blitz is going to be live out at Slackers uh, September the twenty eighth, and I'm assuming it's the the North Star location. I would think yes, that's the it one is the North Star arcade, Yeah. So they're gonna there's going to be the Golden T a uh, tournament going on uh, at the same time. Our two guys are going to have their own tournament, now, and you're going to have a chance to win yeah. a team of four to our fall golf classic. And keep in mind, we expect – oh, no, I'm just going to tell you. By the 28th, we're going to be sold out. So this, these so are going to be holding a spot for yeah, holding. There will be a spot available because you're going to call probably tomorrow. You're going to go online probably tomorrow and see we're sold out, and we're just going to point you toward this. Yeah. If you want to go, you're going to have to be <laughs> – Go win the gold. Go win it at the Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar. So it will be a chance to win – uh, your uh, team of four. That's a uh, that's a nice four hundred dollar value to you yeah. and me. Uh, if you come out and play, and we also and have some four, tickets what, to the WWE SmackDown? SmackDown. That's coming to our fair city. So that's so this is a big. This term is kind of a big deal. I'm thinking what that's about a thousand dollars worth of prizes. Yeah, and keep in mind that's the Thursday before the tournament Monday. Right. So you're going to be thinking rats. I would have used another word. Yeah. I didn't sign up, and now I don't have a anything to do on Monday, but I can play a hell of a golden tea game. This is your chance. Good luck. Good luck. We wish you well. Hey, coming back, let's talk about them Cowboys. Is Dak's importance slowly waning with this brand new offense? Will Micah take all of his money? And is Brandon Cooks going to limp into the game on Sunday? So many questions and just a few answers coming around the corner. We're talking Cowboys. You better not go nowhere. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy J., Rob Thompson, Edwin Hafner taking you all the way till 9 o'clock, the beginning of a full sporting day. It's going to be a a great blitz this afternoon, as good as this show is. You know, 
it's us. You know, the Blitz got to go get guests. I mean, we go get world champs. I thank Ralph Marquez for stopping by. Uh, they go get the uh, general manager and uh, uh, talent acquirer of the Dallas Cowboys, Stephen Jones. He's going to be there today with them. They also get the uh, saddest man in the world, uh, Mike Greenberg. Uh, he will join them today. Mr. ESPN. Been there since 96. Mr. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. As uh, he'll come and, and join them. In, I in, saw some video of Greeny. People were like, he had the guys over from the get up in his massive man cave. And it was, it was, it, it got bad. The sadness was utterly beautiful. Hey, I, I, I last longer than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and that, that's saying a lot. There we go. <laughs> On a different note, Jane long. Slater uh, joined the Blitz yesterday. Oh, they get Jane Slater too. Yeah, they get Jane Slater. Good lord! Yeah, and they know. get to play Golden Tea. They're going to play. Well, we're going to be playing Golden Tea too, and we can drink while we're doing it. Uh, Good point. That she joined the Blitz yesterday and brought us pretty something pretty interesting. And, and it, we we've talked so much in the off season about McCarthy taking over the offense. Yada yada yada. Shoddy West Coast, Tex Coast, whatever we want to call it. This new offense uh, taking away some of the responsibilities for Dak, so he can focus on things that matter, and that's what we want. Well, listen to Jane Slater talk about this transition to this new offense with Dak's responsibilities, if not lessened, certainly changed, and how this goes into contract negotiations and Micah Parsons and this big old knot. And I think what's even more interesting, I was talking to somebody about this this week, what are they going to do now with the Dak Prescott? Like, I think Dak's the guy. You know, like, I just want to go on record and say, I think Dak's the guy, I think Dak will get you there. But if you've got a championship-level defense, and you are able to say to Dak, well, look what the defense is getting done. I think Micah Parsons is going to get most of the pie. I think he can literally say, here's a blank check, write it. But with Dak, I just wonder if they have Dak do less and less, I think that more than the Trey Lansing is going to be a bit of leverage for them during contract negotiations. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but in talking to somebody, they seem to think the same way. Like this team went from being offensive-minded for so many years and it didn't seem to work for them and now all of a sudden being defensive minded. Uh, and I just, I think that's really fascinating is the way that we're looking at this team right now and the direction that it's had. I mean, look at all the deals that got done this summer. Yep. They were really defensive minded. That's fascinating. Uh, Jane Slater of NFL Network and uh, joining the Blitz yesterday. Who was it? I asked Todd Archer Monday, like, hey, you know, Burrow got paid, Herbert got paid. So with that, obviously, I mean, when I asked, I probably should have phrased it better. Uh, obviously didn't think it would happen in season, but you never know with Jerry. But when we even going into the off season, no matter how the season turns out, are you ready to invest in Dak like they've invested in Joe? Now, Justin Herbert hasn't done anything either. Okay. Done nothing. But Justin Herbert is not have a, had a broken leg is not now over 30. You know, they pay you in the NFL for what you do go going forward. Regardless how this season turns out, Rob, are you comfortable giving him a Joe Burrow contract? Yeah, right. It's just, wow, you just you just go falling in line with where no, with uh, where we are. I, I don't have an alternative yet because quarterbacks you can literally play to your forty. I mean, obviously yeah. now you might tear your Achilles, but you can play to your forty. Joe Burrow's at fifty five a year. Herbert fifty two. Lamar Jackson fifty two. Jalen Hurts fifty one. Russell Wilson forty eight. And at some point, Patrick Mahomes will be at 60, so we'll flip-flop that. But you want to pay Dak Prescott $55 million a year and Micah Parsons 40 Yeah. 
You know, back That's in... $95 million a year between two players, Rob. Back in 1992, I bought my first house. I'm listening. For $95,000. Dude, what a steal. What's it that house worth today? About four? Uh, well, it was downtown. It was a, a refurb. Oh, yeah. It's about four. It's worth about so four fifty. dollars it, it certainly <laughs> gained in value. Yeah. And then I bought another house, and okay. that house cost about twice that much. Fair. And then I bought another house, and it cost about twice Three. that much. Um, it's inflation, man. I look at that house now when I drive by it, and I spent, and I, I spent under $100,000 for that house. And I look at Dak Prescott, and I go, you know, we spent, we paid that guy rookie money. And he's really not that different. <laughs> Now where than he was with rookie money. Where is Dak at? Dak's at forty right now, so, and he's eleven. He's tied for eleventh. I, I I don't know. Man. Like general managers have just accepted the fact that it costs more to go buy restaurant food than it used to. It, it and it's harder to find more service, good service than it used to. Quarterbacks cost more than they used to, and even the bad ones are expensive. And it is life now until we get to. The agreement that we all quietly reached on running backs, <laughs> where we had that secret text that went around that says nobody paid any more quarterback or running back money. Until we get there, this is going to continue. I mean, it. it I, I see. The thing is, though, I think he's. I, I'm good at forty. Like I'll negotiate. I'll I'll extend you, but I'm not going up to fifty five million dollars. I'm not. There's no way. I got to give Mike a 35. So with that in mind, you that have 55 to, and 35. That's 90 million between two players. I can't do that. I, I agree. If you decide that you can't do it, you got one year. You got one year because you heard Slater say Jerry and Steven, who will be on the blitz today, are just going to hand Micah Parsons agent a blank check and yes. say, tell me what it's going to Rightfully take. Rightfully so. He's 26, 25, yes. 24. Hell, it might be 23. I, don't, I can't remember what he is. He ain't 25. So, no. I've still got to pay the wide receiver. And if in CD Lamb, I think. I don't have to. I don't have to, but I still expect to. I am, to. but I don't have to. I still to. expect to. Um, and either, everybody else is under contract. Either Dak is a one-year, two-digit midget, just about done, or I got to pay him. There's no in-between. It's not like Yeah, I there can, is an in-between. What's that? Trey Lance. Well, then Dak is gone. What I'm <laughs> saying is either he's either paid long-term or he's gone, and it's going to happen in one year because you can't have this contract currently with Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons, they and, and a new contract. No, Those you can't. Two, no, you can't. You can't. Well, you're you're waving goodbye to five other dudes. Because, I mean, Nick Bosa just got paid, and the way they the way they drool over Purdy, at some point they're gonna give him but fifty something, a, right? At some point, that's a we'll worry about that bridge then. when we cross it. The Cowboys have reached the bridge. It's a, this what? is it. You're five, you're less than five miles out. Yes, I'm getting you're less the, than five miles out. The bridge is here. You got Terrence one Steele year. Just got paid. Diggs just got yeah. paid. And now you're going to have to come and write the largest check any defensive player has ever gotten in the history of mankind. Yeah, he's going to get more than Nick. Oh yeah. So I'm not I'm not comfortable. Like, and this is why I've, I agree with Jane in this sense. I do agree with Jane that. Even though it's wrong and it's messed up, because I've proven that when now when I do have responsibilities, I have the number one offense. It's not just my fault that we lose in the playoffs. It's a lot more that goes into it. If I, I'm I'm being Dak's agent right now, 
but it is jacked up, but it is going to happen, that they're going to tell Dak and his agent to their face, dude, we hung our hat on our defense. We took all your responsibilities away. You only averaged 225 yards passing this season. How can I justify giving you $55 million, Dak? And I don't think that's right. But I think that's how it goes down. This is big boy negotiations, mm-hmm. and Jane Slater is dead right. It, it, if, it, if it continues, I'm not. Gonna, he's not going to stay at 154 yards passing. Okay, that's just not. That's just not realistic. But they are taking stuff off of his plate, and they will use it in contract negotiations, which is dirty pool. It's super dirty pool, but I get it. Uh, yeah, it's dirty pool. But it's it, dirty it, pool. It, but every pool game's dirty if we go by that. I mean, it, that's just how this works, right? Okay, so we're we're talking about a year. Does he have a year to prove it? To earn it? In well, your see, mind? Okay, let's say let me ask you this, Rob. I guess I hate answering a question with the question, but let me ask you this. Let's say it's his worst statistical year, but they win it all. He Do gets I still gotta pay him fifty? Yeah, he gets paid every penny. Even though it's his worst statistical I, year. I think we can safely assume that if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, that yeah, he gets paid. I I I, I say that. But everything that we're talking about points us in a different direction. Everything we're talking about. it Because not only do we have a change in offensive philosophy, which takes away some of the responsibility, and with less responsibility, the more replaceable you become. Just because you don't have to do as much. Right? We, we've been told over and over, a lot of the stuff that you were doing before, you're not doing anymore. It's not your responsibility. Beatish is handling all the line calls. You don't have to do crap about that. And all the wide receivers and all the all the tight ends, they, they, they can count in their head how many steps it is and when they turn and when the ball is going to be there. This is that new timing thing, which we assume they were always doing, but they've begun this really you know facing it this year. So with every one of these new, I use quotes on that, new ideas, it makes Dak more and more replaceable. Because if you're going on the timing thing, well, every quarterback can get that timing in. Uh, if you're going on usage rates, well, we talk about running the ball at a more appropriate pace. That's less. Uh, we're doing everything to find another guy in case you don't pay for come in for less. It, that's the activity level. Yeah. Now, with that, are the Cowboys today, September the 16th, 1-0, a defense-first mentality football team? Is the defense the better side? Yes. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. I'm dodging the question. Right, because. Um, gosh, Rob, like, why would I bring in Brandon Cooks? No, I think they're 50-50. I think the defense is, I, I think it's 50-50. I think, you you know, you gave, you're paying Tony Pollard $10 million. You didn't let him walk. You brought in Brandon Cooks. You're paying him 12 You paid you, your lineman. You, you paid your lineman. No, that's not a team that showed, yes, did a bunch of guys get paid on the defense side? Yes, because they're cheaper. But at the same time, like I did help out the offense. I am letting Mike McCarthy do his thing. So no, I think it's a fifty fifty thing. Okay. No, I'm not saying they're a defensive minded team. That's where Jane Slater and I disagree. Should they be? Given where your talent lies, given where your production be, has I'll been. Go, I'll go sixty forty in this sense. Throw the ball into the second row of the stadium and let the defense get on the field and take care of us. Now you're going to play field position. A lot less turnover-worthy plays. We saw at the end of the half against the Giants that they were in full command of that game. Full command. 
They could have just said, hey, you know what? We're in full command of this game. Let's try something crazy. It's third and 10. The clock's running down. You're about to get the ball back. Mike McCarthy runs the ball. So that right there kind of lets you know where the mindset is. So I'll go 60-40 then. You've changed my mind. It's a 60% defense. Like, hey, let them get us the ball back. Let them put us in good field position, blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. But at the same time, there's going to be games where we blow this thing wide open on offense as well. So I'll go 60-40 defensive-minded team. Is that the way that they win a Super Bowl? Yeah. They need more? Is it, should it yeah. be 70 30? <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do Dak like Rex Grossman uh, I, or Peyton Manning's last year. He's not that. <laughs> well, he's just, not that, Rob. He ain't that bad. Like, come on now. Dak has done some great things in this league. So at 60 40, they win a playoff game. They do what we hoped. They get to the NFC Championship game. They. Don't lead the league in offense, but they lead the league in defense. They get turnovers again. Dak has a perfectly mundane average performance during the regular season and loses to San Francisco. Again, you go into contract negotiations. Here we sit. I want $50 million. What does Steven say? I'm planting my flag as this was going to happen. Dak will not get paid until Trey Lance fails at training camp. He's not getting paid until we see what I cannot wait. Like, again, we have Army-Navy coming up. We have a Las Vegas Super Bowl trip coming up. I can't wait to get back to Cowboys training camp. We had no drama this year. Next year, Trey Lance a year learning this offense and then coming into training camp. That can't go into training camp next year throwing three, four interceptions and coming off of a loss in the playoffs. He will not get paid. Until they say, okay, Trey Lance ain't the guy. We only cost us a fourth-round pick. Here's $50 million, Dak. That He ain't getting paid until they know they have nothing in Trey. If there's some there there with Trey Lance, Dak will not be a Dallas Cowboy after next season. Next season, not this no, season. No, this, this, after this season. Because you're going to have to pay Mark, Micah before the beginning of next season. You're going to have to. I don't think you can do that. If there's some there there and Trey picks up this offense and he's clicking and clacking and clicking and clacking and spickety spacking in training camp, move over, Dak. I got other people to pay and you haven't done, especially if they don't win at all, which they probably won't. In just a minute, I want to talk about a quarterback that did get paid and could possibly, uh, as we have on our rundown, moonwalk and Jalen Hurts. But before we do, um, there is some news regarding Brandon Cooks. Yeah, uh, already? Already dealing with a knee. Didn't practice yesterday. What does that do to this game plan against a very good defense? Let's see, CD. You want Devontae Adams money? You want Tyreek Hill money? You want Cooper Cup money? I, I give you Sauce Gardner. I mean, this is. Go a- do it against Sauce. Go do it against Sauce, CD. Go do it against Sauce if you want that Devontae money. You want that Tyreek money. Go do it against Sauce Gardner. Huh? How about it? That matters. It matters. I can't wait. I'm looking for as crazy as it sounds. I would have much rather have Aaron Rodgers because I wouldn't be out of twenty bucks. But I'm going to lose twenty bucks because the Cowboys are going to win this game. But I can't wait to see this defense against Mike McCarthy. I want to see what Mike McCarthy got in his bag because we were told that we got a we got nothing. He said, "Oh, I dumbed it down. Why would I? Why would I give I him anything? Yeah, I want to see what Mike got in his bag." Let's see. Let's see, Tony Pollard. Can you run between the tackles with big Q-dub? Will it involve more than Kevontae Turner running the ball? 
Turpin ain't scoring on the Jets from the five. <laughs> yeah, that was Be a clear. bold Be move, clear. my brother. It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 645 and 9 with r in the morning. Do you like a certain amount of chaos? Conflict is good. Yeah. Yes, I guess I do. You know, I like healthy chaos. I don't like the BS. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minnix here from The Blitz starting at 2 o'clock today. We are loaded. Stephen Jones will join us at 4.30. We'll help console Jets fan Mike Greenberg. Yep, Greeny. He'll be on at 2.30. Hey, Rob, based on the NBA's new star rest policy, you can take the rest of the day off. Yeah, I'm valuable. That's proof that I'm a star. That's proof. If you get low managed, you're a star. If not, you suck. See... In my day, when the coach said, "Y'all don't have to show up tonight," that kind of meant, it meant we don't you need really you. suck. Yeah, we we you know we don't need you tonight. In fact, we don't need you ever. So I was probably one of the original load managed athletes. Most of my career, I was load managed. Um, they were saving me for later. I only had a high school career, and I was pretty good. So I was never see. I was you know I, high school. I was pretty good. Never played college. Ball. That's what I'm gonna tell the kids. I, I was load managed my entire that's career. That's the best way to word it. They were just prepping me for future stardom that never Absolutely. quite arrived. It was always just five days away, like good weather is. Although <laughs> it was, it kind of sprinkled on me. This we got morning. a little rain. Sprinkle me, man. Uh, tonight we get to see Jalen Hurts again. Um, Let's go, Hurts. I'm pulling for Hurts, man. I'm pulling for Hurts. I've never seen so many people want to. I mean, you go all the way back to Alabama. Nick Saban got the guy handing the ball off every freaking time he touches the ball. Tua comes in, he lets him throw it all around the building, and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts sucks. Then he goes to OU, puts up godly numbers, and they say, ah, I don't know. He falls to the second round. You know, uh, he just continues. We just continue to doubt this man at every stop. But I actively want him to fail. You should. You're a diehard so Cowboy saying. fan. So you better if, want him to if, fail. If you love the Eagles so much, why don't you marry him? <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Hurts is 18-1 and one in his last 19 regular season starts. He's Ooh. won seven straight. Uh, that is a number that you figure will carry on as Kirk Cousins, Mr. Solar Powered, is 11-18 and 18 in primetime games. He's 2-10 and 10 on Monday night and 9-8. and eight. And as Rudy pointed out, he is over 500 in all the other ones. Nine and eight is over five hundred. He by, is by six much. and four against the Eagles. Last year they went down uh, in the week two, just like this week. They lost twenty four to seven last week. He threw three interceptions in that loss last season. His first multi interception game against them to that point. If Justin <laughs> Jefferson just catches one ball for twenty five yards, he'll reach five thousand for his career, uh, surpassing and tying uh, Lance Allworth for the fewest games required to reach five thousand. Did you yards. say he threw three picks against Philly last year yes, in that twenty four seven loss? Wow. Yes, he did. It's hard to throw three picks in a game. You got. To, you got to you really gotta be trying hard or reckless like we saw Josh Allen yeah. just flat out not caring. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson are looking to redeem themselves for sure. You asked the question um, of the of the big time quarterbacks, Joe Burrow included. There, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, they all kind of stumbled. None of them look good. Which is the most likelihood of coming back to the pack after getting paid? It's or got to be Burrow, Rob. Not Hurts. No, because Hurts, again, one for nine under QB pressures with a pick, but everybody sucks when they have QB pressures. I don't care who you are. But, I mean, Burrow, it it can't get worse than 82 yards passing. Not after you just asked them for $55 million a year and they gave it to you. 
It can't get worse than 82 men, 82 yards. No, sir. Absolutely not. There's a kid in a 1A school running the wishbone <laughs> that go throw. <laughs> army. There will be there was more passing yards in an army game than what Joe Burrow did last week. No way. Joe Cool gets up off the mat this week. He's I mean, now they're playing the Ravens, who have a decent defense. But hell, I saw CJ Stroud throw for two fifty on them. You know what I mean? So come on now. It's got to be Burrow. It was a weird weekend for Burrow because, you know, he'd been out all of training camp. They True. felt like they had to play him. So protect, to protect him, they put him in the shotgun. He was in the shotgun 96% of the time when they were passing the ball. 96% of the time in passing downs, they had him in the shotgun. So as soon as Cleveland saw that, they just pit yeah. their ears back and went to town, and they blitzed him 39% of the time. Nobody's seen that before, and he spent most of his time on the backside. So I think film is out. I think you'll see less shotgun as he gets more mobile further and further away from that. It was a calf, right? What it was, was it? calf. And see, the thing about it is, and, you know, if you join us every Wednesday around 845 when we're joined by Doc Garrett of Arosti, the thing about it, and he's told us this many a time, speaking of Doc Garrett, the calf is tricky because I'm sure today Burrow feels good. Tomorrow he feels good. Saturday you go through the walkthrough, a weird step, and next thing you know the calf is hurting again. So the calf is so tricky, there is no real rehab for it other than just rest. Honestly, if every game was like, if this was baseball or basketball, he wouldn't be playing. But you only get 17 of these. So you don't really have the ability to be like, ah, let's go with Trevor Simeon or whoever the hell they're back. I don't even know who their backup is. So you don't have that luxury, but he probably shouldn't be out there. Yeah, the shouldn't, I, you know, he's never been a mobile dude anyway. It's no, what like I say, but he can't, he, it didn't look like he could move at all. Or no, he wrong? really, no, he, okay, like he, he really did not. He really did not. I, I didn't know what to take for now. I was like, is Cleveland's defense this good? And I refuse to believe that. What happened? Well, if he moonwalks, does that moonwalk? I mean, that obviously takes the Bengals out. I mean, they can't win without him. No, hell no. Without him throwing for 5,000, no. being the MVP type. Now, I, I want to ask the same question about Jalen Hurts. Let's say Jalen Hurts does come back to the pack and does not have. It wasn't like he was throwing for, you know, the, the thousands of yards and leading the pack. He was just very, very efficient. And what happens if this efficiency dips? The defense is still solid, but it ain't what it was. He is under a new offensive coordinator, which we do we need don't to really talk, talk about, about a bit. that much, right? Can he, if he moonwalks, does that does that just guarantee a, a, an eagle moonwalk? Or are yeah, they oh no, 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 no! It, the, the reason they were who they were is because Jalen Hurts had an MVP season. Now, don't get it twisted; they had forty sacks on that defensive line, over forty sacks on that defensive line. It is important. But Miles, you lost. Don't forget Miles Sanders as well. Miles said thirteen hundred yards walked out, along with your offensive coordinator and Steichen, and along with your defense coordinator. So there's been some change up there. So if Hertz isn't at, I don't think he has to win the MVP. But if he's not at an MVP level, they're not better than San Francisco. No. I don't think they're better than Dallas. I don't think they're better than Dallas if Jalen Hurts moonwalks. I really don't. The weekend was weird as far as offensive. And quarterbacking. No, quarterbacks suck last week. Let's call it but, let's but, call it what it is. Well, did it suck or was it attacked in a defensive way that can't be stopped? 
Was week one just a manifestation of a useless preseason where linemen don't practice together and suddenly they're thrown into it? And as a whole, we saw 86 sacks in the opening weekend. That's the most since 2011 when there was 89. It wasn't just sacks either. Passers were pressured 31% of the time on their dropbacks. That's second to week one in the last 15 seasons. The defenses are coming at these quarterbacks in ways that haven't been seen before as you continue to look at this RPO and the manifestations of these mobile running quarterbacks. Defenses are teeing off, man. Yeah, and, and McCarthy spoke to this, I want to say, with us in Oxnard where he said, hey, we know what September football looks like now. What he meant was, I'm only allowed so many padded practices. Even when I'm in pads, I don't want to be getting, I don't want my guys getting hit. And then we're sitting four preseason games. So it goes back to what you're saying, Rob. Like, okay, was week one just a, well, dude, this is really our first, first game. I mean, Baltimore didn't look crisp. Lamar Jackson didn't play. Right. A lot of the guys that didn't play didn't look crisp. So, and, and like, again, McCarthy spoke to that during training camp. It's just like September is almost, it's not preseason, but it's like getting your bearings. It's like waking up from one of them long naps and you think you you late for work <laughs> and it is really nine o'clock at night. That's what that's what a, a lot of these quarterbacks again. Twelve quarterbacks, almost half of the league couldn't throw two hundred yards in the most pass friendly. The rules referee. are yeah, set the rules, up. The rules are set up for you to throw three hundred, even if you play bad. Now we talk about uh, pressure rate. And pass rush win rate when we talk about defensive linemen, and I'm looking at a chart. That chart, yeah. Tell them about the chart that Rob. Uh, that was quantified by um, ESPN Analytics and NFL Next Gen Stats. That has pressure percentage versus pass rush win rate, and when you look at the players around the NFL, the average, it, the median mean, depending on how you want to look at it, runs about 10 percent of the time is uh, the pass-rush win rate. Very difficult to say. Micah Parsons, since 2021, is running right at a 28% pass-rush win rate. The Cowboys, as a whole, are running at a 38% pass-rush win rate. It's the kind of numbers that when you look at the chart and you look at Micah Parsons, it's like he's on a different page. He's doing things twice as good as the rest of the league, not just a little better. It is, you look at a grouping of dots on a chart, and then you look to the right, and way up at the top is Micah Parsons so alone. I've never seen anything like that when we talk about a grouping of a 100 dudes. No, it's not, it's like he's on a different page. He's on a different page. Now, the, the reason why that's weird that I see that, Rob, the, the the weird part about it is how's there no DPOY then? Not yet. You know, T.J. Watt got him the rookie year, and then Bosa got him last year. So worthy. I don't know how. That's I don't know how he doesn't have a defensive player of the year. Well, if that's the T.J. Case. Watt and that. But, I know? mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 15% better than them. Easily. The so, number, it, it I'm, is I'm confused. a crazy number. Now, that doesn't always mean it ends in a sack. That just means he was close to the quarterback and beat the dude that he was on. But what we saw in week one that's got to be refreshing for you if you're a Cowboy fan is when he couldn't get home, someone else did. Remember, they had seven sacks. Micah only had one. Right. 
So that's the refreshing part. And when we talk about how teams are successful, and you're great at pointing this out, that the winning teams out there have guys that overperform on rookie deals, yeah. on early deals. And the Cowboys, we see what the Cowboys have. We know who their studs are. But when we saw what the Cowboys did defensively last week with the help of uh, Dorrance and, 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 and Wanye and, and guys that weren't supposed to be, that are, you know, they're, they're filling the void that I didn't think that, well, we, we hoped they would be. Right. Do you think those seconds, those others can continue this? Only, only thing that I've heard coming out from the, from the Cowboy camp and, and I got to see it week one is nobody is really on an individual page. It's a team effort. And I, and you, and I'm not calling them this, but the, the, the great thing about the 2000 Ravens was Saragusa wasn't, didn't care about making the play. Saragusa cared about doing what he had to do to let Ray Lewis do what he had to do. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the Cowboys are. At least that's the mindset where they are. And I heard James Slater tell the Blitz this as well. Like, hey, man, like these guys are more focused. There's no sunglasses. There's not a whole lot of laughing and joking. Everybody is laser focused. And, and before we heard James Slater say that, you and I got that feeling being there on campus. Like this was Mike McCarthy was more business like Micah through. I don't remember. Only time I saw Micah smile was when he sat down with the pivot guys. And that's mm-hmm. because it's Fred Taylor. It's Ryan Clark. You know what I mean? It's Channing Crowder. Like there's there's guys that actually got down in the trenches. So it's a little different. But every t- any other time I saw Micah, it was all business. It was no laughing. It was no joking. And Clarence Hill told us Tuesday since 1997, he's never seen a player just ruin a training camp for an offense the way Micah Parsons did this past um this past July. So, uh, to me, that's what they're on right now. Them and San Francisco, a much of message you can send in week 1, they sent it. Like we got a chip on our shoulders, we got something to prove, and we're not and we we coming out pedal to the metal from the gate. It's it's San Francisco, it's the Cowboys, and it's the Colorado Buffaloes. Not playing no games, taking no prisoners. Yesterday, the Cowboys got back into practice. Today, Mike McCarthy will talk to the press a little bit uh, about 1045. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. We expect the Blitz will have everything you need. Don't forget, Stephen Jones will join them That's today, right. and they'll give you all. You... We're watching really closely a couple of positions. Uh, first and foremost, well, they all matter. Safety, is Donovan Wilson going to be back? Yesterday, did not practice. Brandon Cook's got a knee issue, did not practice. Tyler Biotish is still kind of Smith. banged up. Uh, well, Biotish uh, is also, I'm sorry, okay. Biotish is a little banged up. Smith's still also banged right. up. So there are some injury issues you're that right. are worth paying very close attention to. Make sure you're on the blitz today as you'll get the update from those that are actually completely involved. Well, all right, so here we sit. The NFL gumbo is hot. We got big games tonight, but all weekend long, a couple things that we want to look at and some trends that are maintaining. Did you know that Tua Tagliovea has not lost to Bill Pelichek in his entire career? That offense last week was the fastest offense I have ever seen. Don't don't be caught in the moment. I'm just telling you. Don't I've forget never seen... about the Rams with, yeah. with Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce right. and Marshall Falk. Don't You're, forget about them now. Fast, fast. But the rules are different now. You're allowed to do True. more than you were before. You can, you don't, I can, I used to be able to drape myself all over Tory Holt and not get a penalty. Now I can't even get close to him. And even if I could get close to him, I can't touch him. So I just think that offense against what we saw Belichick do against the Philadelphia offense that was pretty impressive last year. It might not look like the game of the week of the year, but as far as where Miami is, 
It matters a lot to if Miami. If the jujitsu worked and he can stay concussion free, Ryan Clark already pissed him off. Keep my name out your mouth, Ryan Clark. Mm-hmm. Does don't be calling me a thick Atlanta stripper. Was that a you know what? Now that I think about it, was that four sixty six? Was that was that Ryan Clark's fault? I think so. it might have been. Should the Chargers be mad at Ryan Clark? But if the jujitsu works and he's concussion free, good luck beating Miami. You know, no quarterback has beaten Belichick in his Patriots era four straight times. Wow, not one, not Peyton, not Peyton, not Aaron, not Drew Brees, not nobody. Tua Tungavailoa is the only one. That's it, shocking. You keep in mind, didn't that he didn't always have Tyreek Hill in all four of those no. games? And should he win and take his fifth straight, it'll be the most against any quarterback or any quarterback has had against Belichick in any job. And remember, he lost a lot in Cleveland. Hmm. Uh, Neil O'Donnell. Did you talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers QB? Remember when he was playing at Pittsburgh and Belichick was at Cleveland? Currently has the record for the most wins consecutively against Bill Belichick. What, at like three? I'm looking at my BetUS.com lines, and there's one that I really like. What's that? Uh, Saints-Panthers. What is the line? Uh, according to uh, what I'm looking at, three points. New Orleans minus three. Over under at 40. I like the three. I like the three. I like it as well. You know, you you look at what David Carr did in his Saints debut, 305 yards. Only Saints quarterback to throw for 300 yards in each of their first two games with the their team was Jim Everett way back when. He did that, and Drew Brees never did. You talking about Jim Everett? That Jim Chrissy, Rome, Chrissy Everett. That our Jim, our Santos Sports Zone Jim Jim Rome called Chrissy Everett, and that, that Jim flipped guy. the table and tried to kick his ass. That and Jim Everett, that guy who made Jim Rome's career. He did. <laughs> he it did. did. <laughs> it did. Saints are looking to go two and zero for the first time since twenty thirteen when they started five. Wow. Drew was there in between there. Drew mm-hmm. never started two and zero. Huh. That's worth waiting for on Monday night. This would be the. Uh, the only time that these two teams have played previously was in 2018, Week 15, when the Saints won 12 to nine in a game that featured a 50-yard pass from Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers getting a defensive yeah. two-point conversion late and an extra point return. I want you to give the people a three-team parlay tomorrow. That's your yes, your assignment tomorrow. And you say, hey, I've already proceed, laid it. Proceed I with caution. I've already made the bet. Well, we're going to save it I'm, for I'm saving I'm just telling you, I've already made the bet. Three-team? It's three-team. I've wrapped three. And oh, I yeah. Tomorrow's going to be a good show. I have broken a fundamental rule in my life you that I don't Cowboys normally bet on the teams that I love, and I did it on both. I'll tell you how I did it. But you got to tune in tomorrow. You got to stay around tomorrow. You want to stay tuned all day today, let me tell you. The Blitz is going to be busy. Stephen Jones will join them. <laughs> They'll talk all things Dallas Cowboys. They've got Greeny, who's going to pull himself out of his sadness as he is. I guess as he gone to the bargaining stage of sadness as you go through the seven steps to get yourself back. But getting Greeny, that's a real cool. You're going to make sure you want to that's be hanging awesome around gift. with the Blitz today. Awesome gift. For the what Blitz. have we learned today? Well, we learned that we, we – uh we're going to have Mike McCarthy tomorrow. And I cannot wait. We hope we can find a way to get us some tacos. And we're going to work on that now. Hey, go get yourself signed up for our tournament. We're playing in just a couple of weeks. We'll see you tomorrow.